Hey guys, welcome to the Anito Podcast, episode 6, and joining me today is David. Hey. Richard. Hello. And our fantastic guest, who made it all the way here, Michael. Hey. Yeah, and also known as Proton Storm. Yeah. Good thing I got that right. You make it sound so difficult. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're having to sound it out. Never seen that word before. I understand. Proton Storm. Maybe, alright? What is this troubles. proton you speak of? I don't know, I'll go ask so, the Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're recording on the 31st of August 20, uh, 2014, and we're going to be talking, I think, a lot, what seems to be the most popular shows this season, right? Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. uh, I think one of the most fun ones, but first, let's have Michael introduce himself. So, Michael, if right. you could please. Yeah, okay, so, I'm Michael, um... I started showing up on Annie today like a couple months ago or so, um, and you guys want like what my three favorite shows? Yeah, so we can judge you. Yeah. All right. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> okay, so my sh- three favorite shows. That's tough. I mean, not in any particular order. I would probably say Fate Zero, um, Future Diary, and then Sword Art Online. Future Diary. That's brave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Future Diary and Sword Art Online. Two very different go. shows. Well, in fairness, Fate Zero would have been a brave choice had uh, Rich, uh, no, not Richard, Kevin be, <laughs> been here. <laughs> you know, so there's that as well. Oh, Playing no. it with the love. Oh, no, that, you're, you're perfectly correct on uh, Mirai Ninki. Absolutely. <laughs> any any that, show, well, no, it's any show that can take, um, like, basically, you have to remember that a Yandere is a villain archetype. Oh, yes. They're 99.9% mm-hmm. of the time, they're the bad guys. They kind of have to be by the very definition, and creating a, a show where the, uh, the, the Yandere is actually the hero is, is pretty cool. It's a fun twist on it. You, you, they found the one situation where a Yandere is not crazy, uh, but actually a vital part of the main character staying alive, which is very cool. I think you know, still pretty crazy, but just uh, well, no, no, she's yeah, kind of crazy. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but the yeah. thing is, it's she's not. It, well, it's like, what is it? If everyone really is trying to kill you, you're not paranoid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so true. if everyone is trying to kill him, and so she's killing them first, she's not crazy. Yeah, she, you could say she's uh, what what's, is it? Chaos um, or chaotic law, lawful or chaotic good? Say I'd say chaotic yeah. neutral. <laughs> In the sense of RPGs, of course. Is that, uh, by the way, is that with inc- the inclusion of uh, Mariah Nikki redialed the OVA inclusion? I like that one the... too. Yeah. Oh, it's because I thought did that, in- that did that offer an alternative ending to the series? No, no, it, no. It, it like extended upon the ending of the original. Oh, show. I haven't seen it. It's probably why I still hold it in a sour, sour flavors in my mouth. Yeah. Well, I, like that was a funny thing. Like I had read the manga before I watched the the anime. And so I was just sitting there, and when it got to the end and, like, the series ended, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What about the other chapter? There's another chapter after this. I've read it. And this isn't, <laughs> and I don't mean Redial's manga. I mean, like, the actual normal manga has an extra chapter after that. And I'm like, wait, wait. Wow, people are going to be pissed. <laughs> I, am, I am one of those people. <laughs> but granted, I haven't seen Redial, so I'm sure it changed my mind. Go anyway. Yandere or go home. <laughs> No. Remember, once you so, go, go Yandere, you can't go back. Mainly because you're, you know, tied to a bed with your kneecaps broken. But you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's circumstance. It's just circumstance. But that's so much longer. Mm. It's not as snappy, yeah. Anyway, so for this season, uh, we're going to be talking about mo- some of the most popular animes. Uh, a lot of 
people in general talk about and watch. And I think one of the most hyped up this season, and we've been careful about dodging it for the last few episodes, and you know, it's finally time to get sink our teeth into it. It's Sword Art Online Season 2, which is apparently they play Gun Girl. Is it Gun Girl? Gun Girl Online. Gun Girl Online, thank you. Right. Where Kirito uses a lightsaber. Yeah, that's that's, that's a thing. It's unabashed, at least, you know? At least they're not even pretending. It's just like, hey, hey, do you hear that? That's a lightsaber sound effect. It is. Look at how awesome it is. Yeah. It's like, lightsabers are awesome, just deal with it. Okay. I really like uh, female, quote-unquote female Kirito more than I like normal Kirito, but that's just me. Trap Kirito? <laughs> uh, not so much trap, just his, like, his sudden change in personality because of his avatar change seems a oh, little they, bit more fun. Well, he's and, playing it. That, yeah, you know. yeah. But anyway, like it, I actually was, had to explain this to someone, um, and I guess I thought it was apparent, but I mean, yeah, it's not a female avatar, but I've gotten several... Like people asking me, oh, why is why is he female now? And I'm like, well, he's not. Um, he just has that. long hair. Yeah. I was disappointed he wasn't female. In, fa- in fairness, <laughs> I, until until I was told, or the, the anime explicitly explained, he's a still a guy avatar. I was like, oh, come on, you're just playing with us. Like, we all we all see him as a female. It's just you know? it's a trap character. They're just messing with you. That's all it yeah. is. <laughs> well, I I disagree. I don't think it's a trap. I think it's just you know super pretty boy the extreme really feminine super, well yeah really... super cute pretty boy that's what it is um i mean come on like how many anime have that character wait well there's, a, there's an entire series based on that type of characters i yeah. mean well there's an entire series based on yandere's too but i think japan's got all their archetypes covered at this point yeah yeah you know it's funny my sister she loved the original sword art online but she just she won't even touch this new season because just of the hair like she sees it and she's like, ah, oh, I can't stand it. Long hair. <laughs> no, song. it ruins the whole thing. Yeah, that's pretty much what she was saying. I'm uh, sorry, when somebody's doing backflips, long hair is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> you feel it get in the way though, wouldn't it? Yeah. When you... This oh, is yeah, anime. You should have tied it back well, long ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get a ponytail. I mean, I'm, I'm no expert, but you would have thought, you know, maybe a hairband Ken, or something. Ken, yeah. Ken, what are you not getting about this? Anime. <laughs> Uh, well, Sound it out. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, Sword Art Online. Uh, I'm I'm also a big big fan of Sword Art Online. I really like. Uh, Me too. I like what it is. I like the fact that um, it, it's it's a very special show for the very reason that every single story arc can be a vastly different story. Um, the first story arc mm. was a death game. The second story arc was rescue the princess. The third story arc is a murder mystery, cyberpunk murder mystery. And the fact that the show can reinvent itself uh, again and again means that more often than not, it never gets stale. Yeah, uh, if you don't fresh, like, like yeah. If you don't like ALO, uh, that's fine. You can I don't just jump right like in. ALO. But not the good thing is, do. the next arc is going to be different. Um, it's yeah. gonna be, and I can tell you, using my magical you know, future-reading powers... The, the second half of Sword Art Online 2 is going to be vastly different to Gale Gun. Um, totally, total gen- genre shift. It's going to be almost a coming-of-age slice-of-life story. Oh, so, it's, uh, so just, I guess this might be spoilers, but well, as I'm not going to say anything, but I'm guessing that Gun Girl is actually a 12-episode arc, then, yeah. the sounds of it? Yeah, uh, we're, yeah, we're there's, yeah, there's not enough oh. material in Gun Gale for 24. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Uh, so well, like, because like, uh, like in the books, Sword Art Online is two books. Alfenheim is two books. Gun Gale is two books. Okay. Um, and so, you know, that's pretty much how it's been split up so far. And so, yeah, the back half is going to be, like, almost certainly going to be Mother's Rosario, which, like I said, is very different than what we've had. And uh, I think that's actually a strength, not a weakness. And, and here you go. If you like Asna, congratulations. Mother's Rosario is nothing but Asna. Woo! Yeah. Uh, it, it is. It is all about her. Kirito has like three cameos in the whole story, and he's never uh, a viewpoint character. I'm guessing this is. A, is it during the time of Gungal or is it after? Like, no, sequentially it's in story? shortly after. Yeah, oh, I would shortly say so. After. Okay. Yeah. I, I've, I've not because Asuna just showed up in this episode, so. Yeah, yeah. I was saying because we don't see you know a lot, lot, lot of the lot old cast from the old series is is cut off, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I was wondering, is, I'm assuming the next arc if they're going to show a lot of Asano, does that mean it's going to be you know running alongside uh, Gun Gale? But I guess not. Uh, no, yeah. no. It's it's after Gun Gale, but it's 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 more of a real world story. It's basically okay. it's basically the story of Asuna trying to figure out what she wants to do with her life after Sword Art Online. Like, what does she want to be? How does how is her family life affected? It's stuff like that. Uh, and also mixed in with some pretty cool stuff inside uh, Alfenheim as they travel into the old world of Sword Art Online in Alfenheim. I'm okay. on board. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but again, total but, uh, genre shift. Um, sorry, there's my, my sidetrack on why I like Yeah, Sword as I said, Art let's Online bring the general. focus back into the present, which is Sword Art Online 2 and Gun Girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say this, uh, I, I'm pretty sure many people have noticed it online, and I'm sure it's thanks to them I also notice it. So it's got, the, the show's got really good trigger discipline. Like, someone did like a collection of screenshots where every time you've seen someone holding a gun, they've all got brilliant uh, trigger discipline. They haven't got their fingers on the trigger. It's always, you know, uh, on by the side of the side of the gun, you know. Wait, wait, so, so you mean like, uh, sorry, well, I'm trying to figure out if you mean trigger discipline as in sarcastically, as in, oh, no, oh yeah, in the, it's great trigger really discipline, good, or yeah, like actual like, real. It's realistically good okay. tr- uh, trigger uh, fingers, and uh, obviously in other mediums or like in, jo- in general other shows no one has any st- no, no one you know, gives a shit yeah, finger on trigger <laughs> at all times yeah, yeah it's like, exactly everyone they throw disregard to what the, how to use a gun realistically because obviously for the sake of movie and you know effects and such but in sort of um, sorry Gun Girl Online everyone's got really fantastic trigger discipline oh yeah so I just thought that's a really nice touch like, you know, they actually paid attention to details onto such a small scale like that where normally you, you know people wouldn't brush a, people would brush it so I go oh doesn't matter. Everyone does anyway. Everyone got their finger on the trigger, ready to pull at any second. It's like realistically, you don't. Right. Like, as, as, as much as I'll complain about A1 Pictures later, uh, they did a, quite a good job with a couple of things in this uh, show right here. Firstly, PTSD is kind of portrayed right. Kind of. It took a while, I thought, but yeah, we got there then. Well, you see, Sinon is a little bit on airing on the edge of not really, but. We'll get away from that. Um, mm. And trigger discipline, as you said, is good. It's just they are managing to make this kind of realistic, despite the fact that it's not realistic. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, and I, that's, you know, that's another one of those good things. Like, I really like the the story of Gun Gale when it revolves around uh, Shinon and Kirito because they're both dealing with the fact they've killed people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in self-defense, but they've killed people. Um, and Kirito dealt with it by completely shoving it out of his mind, by staying goal-oriented, 
first on gotta get out of Sword Art Online, then uh-huh. gotta save Asuna. And now that it's kind of come back into view, he doesn't know how to deal with it. And it, and, and he can't cope with it properly. And Xion, on the other hand, like her entire life has basically collapsed because of this one event. Um, mm. And it doesn't help. And this is this is here you go. Here's Japanese culture thing. Okay, um, in Japan, if you kill someone in self-defense, you're a murderer. Like society judges you as a murderer. If if like let's say there's a hostage situation, right? And, uh, you know, hostage has gun or uh, sorry, the, the hostage taker has the gun to the hostage's head and a cop walks in and shoots the uh, uh, hostage taker in the head and saves the hostage. The cop is a murderer. And society That's will treat the cop extreme. as a murderer. Hmm. And they will treat the children of the cop as like your your mom's a murderer. Your dad's a murderer. And that's how they look at it. It's like, oh, yeah. You, and, and so society basically shuns even even killing to save someone. So, the, you know, this girl basically, like, in that context, she's dealing with that and the fact that she killed someone and the fact that guns completely terrify her and the fact that, like, like her mom, like, her mom's face after seeing what her daughter did is, you know, haunts her. Yeah, I, I mean, PTSD, of course. Like... Absolutely. And being constantly bullied because of it, too, even? Wow. And the fact that, um, you know, each of them are, like, have kind of stumbled into finding another person who really can understand what's going on. You know, that is dealing with the same pain, but in a different way. That's good. That's good, deep, interpersonal stuff. Um, Also, lightsabers versus sniper rifles, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess Pretty it's just awesome. a clash of culture, really, for us, because obviously, you know, three of us here aren't living in Japan, so we don't really, you know, have the uh, the back no- uh, the, the knowledge of yeah, you know, of, of said killings. Yeah, so, uh, that's why I thought it's a bit extreme, really. You know, if you've, yeah. if you kill someone in self defense, but hey, yeah, well, and that's it. That's just a, the difference between mm. you know a Western viewpoint and a Japanese viewpoint. It's it's very much like oh yeah, no, if you kill somebody, you're a murderer. Yeah, it vastly changes the experience. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong, yeah. I, and, I, and I say that, I, again, you know, they do have justified shoots, you know, or self-defense killings, uh, but just because the law says it's understandable and you're forgiven, uh, there's, that doesn't mean society. Doesn't mean society, mean society well. yeah, doesn't yeah. mean society has. Um, you know, and especially her being so young, we all know kids are horrible, you know. <laughs> like, like, they don't mean to be as horrible as they are, but, you know, kids are horrible. And yeah. yeah, so so that's that. But um, man, sometimes when they go into the like when they up the budget every once in a while in the episodes for the really good action, that is some good looking action, you know. Oh yeah, I think it was it the last episode. No, it's probably yeah. just the last two episodes, probably in general. It's great stuff. Oh yeah, like when it like and it's so funny because you can see the the animation quality drop like a rock <laughs> when it's when it's just them like walking around talking. It is is not good quality animation, but who cares if you get the really good stuff at the important parts? Like, that's it's kind of how I, I felt about Knights of Sidonia. Yeah, right. Well, I, I thought Knights of was fine all around, actually, but but mainly due to the fact that it's, you know, uh, I feel like I feel like they had half the frame rate early in the season <laughs> that they did in the other <laughs> half. I really do. <laughs> it's a slow start. In fairness, Knights of Sidonia is a slow burner. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. The beginning. But the, but the yeah, point um, is, yeah. 
but but uh michael so so what are your thoughts yeah i mean i definitely like the change that they have between genres sort of with the whole like murder mystery going on and i honestly i i didn't notice with the um post-traumatic stress disorder i thought they did it really well i'm not really an expert on that kind of thing though but it definitely adds to it now that i know the whole situation in japan with you know murdering people when you're in a bad situation so Mm. Yeah, yeah I'm kind of I'm kind of a jerk about this because I have somebody that I know who has PTSD, so don't bind me. <laughs> I'm just mm. overanalyzing. Mm-hmm. When we say there's a shift of genres, I mean in sort of online, maybe into the fourth arc, maybe it'll have a quick change, but it's still really shown in the you know a lot of action, high tension moments in the fight scenes. You know, there's still plenty of that in me. It's just slightly flavored differently in the sense that they're fighting for something different as all. Well. Yeah, yeah, well, like, yeah, yeah, it's switching archetypes so, and stuff uh, each yeah, time. I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's maybe a lot of it's the same thing, just, you know, like I said, different flavors. Or, But what I really like is that how they still maintain the shift in comedy. Like, it's always still there with Soda Online. I mean, it's granted there wasn't too much of it in the last, in the, you know, last season with um, being in their attack. Uh, wow, I was going to say a different series there. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Soda Online and Alfin Online, where there wasn't really yeah. much room. Yeah, there wasn't much room for that sort of, you know, uh, space for a laugh or two. Now that, you know, Kirito has moved to a new game, they've had a bit of time with their school life and such, mm-hmm. you see that, you see a little bit more into every other character and how they're all adjusted life, I feel, which is really nice to see. Yeah. And especially with Kirito being in a new f- avatar as well, it's kind of fun. Like, was it the last episode or two when he's sitting across the table from Sinon and he realised that he's not, like, he's, like, directly, you know... um. 180 degrees from each other so there's that like, this really fun little animation shift where he just shifts his seat along mm-hmm. I thought that was just really humorous and especially when I when you find out that Kirito can now drive the moped I just started laughing for no reason I just like thought is that Kirito no that can't be Kirito uh, yeah. oh yeah it's Kirito that's, that's just funny thing. culture yeah that's another funny thing like, <laughs> yeah. like there are legitimate like biker gangs you know like road rash style biker gangs here in Japan and they all drive mopeds like there's no stigma against mopeds here. They're like, they're yeah. Like you can totally soup up a moped, take off the muffler, you know, put a big seat on it, and giant chrome handlebars. Yeah, that and, and people think it's cool, but of course, you know, us growing up, we're like, what? Maybe, maybe if you uh, were like born in southern Italy, you might still think it's cool. But uh, I, I'm a driver with a car, heart and heart. I think bikers on the roads are hell, but that's just me. Yeah. But yeah, so it's always funny because like, you know, it plays it like, oh, he drives a moped. That's pretty cool. And like, there's no way, like everyone in the American audience is like, he drives a moped. Yeah, especially with the whole motif of him wearing black, thinking it's cool still. It's just, you know, the things they carry on and you know, yeah. open up a little bit. I'm just thinking, Carl Kirito, you how are you still wearing black, man? Well, I think it's oh, interesting just... that the plot in the third arc and Alfheim Online, it kind of... It's a lot more focused than it was in the first arc when they were in um, Aincrad. And they didn't. I mean, I thought maybe with the third arc that it might change a bit, but they man, they kept it focused like the second arc, which I thought was interesting. Because the original Sword Art Online is far more interesting. Like the first arc uh, in the Flying Castle, that's focused on world building. Uh, that's one of the reasons mm. I really liked it. And yes, called it, you know. Uh, one of the smartest the anime, smartest the smartest anime, anime yeah. I've seen in years. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's the and it was. That. Yeah. It was. And that's yeah, the thing, because it it's fine. so very, it's very much all about building that world. Um, 
where and, and the reason it jumps around is so you can see how the world uh, looks to other people. Yes, we how see how Kirito sees it, but then we also see how somebody who's a blacksmith deals with it. We see who, someone who's just a mid-level character, not not concerned with winning or anything else. How how does she view it? And then we see um, how the guilds evolve, and you know all that stuff. We see how like the world changes and shifts, and how PKing works, and all this stuff. It's very much about exploring um, the world, the concept, uh, more than it is a straight up adventure story. Mm-hmm. Um, however, yes, Alfenheim is not that. It's not about world building. It's about save the princess. So it's very straightforward. Yeah, it has, it has yeah. that sense of this urgency. is a murder mystery. So it's about who done it, how they do, done it. Who you know how to catch them? You know who's got the biggest PTSD? Yeah, who's got the biggest PTSD? <laughs> Who is the biggest damaged p- police officer? You know, it's like I used to be a cop, but now I'm a private detective because of my trauma. I used to be a tank driver, and oh, sorry, that's later. Okay, um, but yeah, sorry. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, that, that's that's good stuff. That's that's why Sword Art Online is uh, pretty good and remains it pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely helps the fact that the way they stop the story is that they keep playing, you know, MMOs or virtual mm-hmm. reality games. So there's there's never the sense that you think, oh my god, how on earth do they just shift, you know, locations, or how on earth do they achieve to this like place? Like, how do get how do you get to this resolve of mm-hmm. we now have to do this and this rather than we were doing X and B earlier? It's like, well, it makes sense because just playing a game, and you know, get, a lot of people play different games. A lot of things can happen in different games. Yep, in new worlds. And that's and why that good stuff. It just it seems to f- seemingly flow into another you know arc really nice even if it is different games. Yep. But yeah, so that line though is overall enjoyable. I think it's like probably a steady show that you can watch week in week out and still expect good level of entertainment in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't see. Any- I never see anything too wrong with it. I mean, mm. unlike some other shows, but hey, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's never too wrong. <laughs> All right. So shall we move on? Let's go on? to a, yeah. yeah. Let's go to uh, Tokyo Ghoul. Now this was seemed to be a pretty hyped anime, especially with the the uh, label of horror. And I've always skeptical about horror animes. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on it? It's Just not horror. Uh, but <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that's that's always the, that's always the case of horror anime. But go on. <laughs> uh, Michael, is that it? Sorry. Do, do, do. I mean. I thought, see, when they did say horror at first, I didn't think it was going to be like that, and it wasn't, but the very beginning of the first episode, they really make it seem like that's what it's going to be like. Because they have, do you, mm. do you guys remember, like, it opens up, and they've spotted a ghoul in one of the buildings, and then, you know, there's blood everywhere, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, p- perfect setup, really. You see the, the big, bad, haunt, you know, figure, and then cuts off to a new, new, uh, new, uh, scene and you're thinking oh everything's all fine and dandy yeah it's a perfect start for horror you would think Hmm. but sorry carry on um i mean i've really enjoyed it i kind of like how they sort of explore the morality between you know ghouls and humans because ghouls they have to you know eat humans to survive but is it really bad that they live you know because the humans are just oh ghouls are terrible except the ghouls are they're sentient people too you know they they there's kind of they've got the right to live just both sides don't really see each other as well as they should. Yeah, and but that's one of the really good things is uh, about the series is you can look at the police officers, especially the white-haired guy. You know, yeah. you can look at him as like this horrible, amoral thing, but there's no communication between humanity and ghouls. 
No, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, they have no idea how ghoul society works at all. And to them, mm. yeah, they just see them as, like, monster murderers. They just go around and kill people. And the idea that one of like any of them want to live a human-esque lifestyle is laughable. Because by their very definition, they're going to kill people. Like, they don't know that they're... Like, there's no way that any humans know that there's groups of ghouls out there who only eat people who are already dead. They have no way to know that. Because if they did know that, then they'd be sitting there at those suicide places ready to ambush any ghouls that came. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Right? And and so they can't even tell them that. It's not like they can be like, oh, yeah, well... uh, Actually, we're, we're pretty good. We, we only, you know, eat people who are already dead. It's like, uh-huh. And where do you do this exactly? What are the biggest suicide points <laughs> in Japan? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so it's one of those things where, um, where yeah, the, it's really well built that way. Because it's not as simple as, you know, him just walking up to a person being like, oh, there's some good people too. You know, there, there's no context for humanity to understand the ghouls beyond the fact that they kill people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, and it, it's a good conflict because there's no simple solution. Um, mm. So I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Tokyo Girl does have a few stumbling blocks. Though. I mean, mm. but this is just uh, my gripe, uh, gripe of it, especially when you know the the old cliche of oh you think he's dead, oh he's actually not dead. Especially the scene with the uh, what's he called, Gourmet, Gourmet, Gourmet. Yeah, um, Gourmet. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, and the and the guy with the glasses. This is my t- this is my total yeah. uh, memory coming. You'd, that's that fight seemed really grimy a little bit because because previous to those episodes we've seen how easy it is to kill ghouls and how easy it is to kill humans. Yet in that fight scene they just disregard everything they've shown of how you know how powerful a ghoul could be, mm. and and this guy is still living after what seems to be the beating of a lifetime and lots of I don't know, impalement. Well, yeah, thinking, and he was already hurt to begin with. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm just thinking, oh, really? Come well, on, see, you know that's what? that actually that's the what I think. I think that section right there, that fight was the weakest portion of the entire anime yeah. so far because that's the point where I really got worried about the show because I suddenly mm. went wait a minute so is this going to be one of those fighting this. animes yeah, yeah, like, yeah cause exactly because I'm like wait a minute so the original bad guy has now had a change of heart and wants to join up with the good guys to stop an even bigger bad guy but yeah, both yeah. he and the good guy are defeated but luckily we have this other person who's going to be able to level up to super saiyan and be able to beat the bad guy yeah yeah i felt like they really want to show off this i think it's quite nice what they, well the, the, this idea that they have this ghoul who's willing to throw everything aside for this human that's the idea that these are meant to be the the um you know mm-hmm. uh what's the one i'm looking for now this the uh, idol the ideal pairing of how a human goose ghoul should cooperate you know the the, the ghoul guy falls in love with the human girl and you know he's willing to throw everything away but it just felt like they had to force that in so they're like look how do we get this human girl to be in danger and so this ghoul guy can save him however uh, it's like uh let's just grab that guy and then just have him you know that's it they're yeah like, done. especially because like the everything we see about him before is he seduces women and eats them yeah that's what he does and the i, I find it kind of not, maybe pretty hard to believe that he is able to be around a girl that long without eating her, you know? That's where my mm. disbelief has problems with that situation. Yeah. But, um, but other than that, it was handled relatively well. Yeah, eventually, eventually go over that stumbling block, well, you know? Because the trick is this, like, we're, we're showing the difference between, like, 
the different sections of ghoul society like that's what we're exploring the different echelons of it and the different philosophies and we have uh the main character uh we have glasses guy i don't remember his name and the girl great yeah and the girl because uh, i don't remember her name either wow uh, sorry michael who was the name so i think you said one yeah um the the ghoul with the glasses his name's like nishiki and the girl is Toka. Ah, yes, yeah, yeah. Toka, there we yeah, go. Of yeah, course, yes, that Toka. About... Yeah, and, Wait, and, isn't um, Toka the... Yeah, uh, th- that's what I was... Th- yeah. yeah, well, yeah, and Toka... Um, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Because, well, it's all about... Each of them has a pair, right? Toka has her best friend at school. Um, what's the main character's name again? Uh, Kaneki. Uh, something to do with my name. I know it's, <laughs> yeah, I know it's my name. It's something with my name. Kaneki, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah Kaneki. I was going to say yeah, Hideki, but I knew that was wrong. Yeah, Kaneki no. has... Um, you know, and he has his best friend... And then uh, Mr. Glasses guy has his girl, but they're all trying to, you know, through the, for these people and through these people, live like humans. Mm. And it's a struggle, but they're they're all very much set on that. You know, that's their philosophy, and that's what sets them apart and makes them probably a pretty tight knit group uh, going forth because of the fact that they all, even though it's for different reasons, all have you know this intense human connection. Um, to the point yeah. where they obviously uh, will not feed on this person, no matter what, as far as we mm. can tell. Or, yeah. or even even more surprising in the glasses guy's case of being able to just just eat one. You know, Lay's <laughs> potato chips can't eat one, but apparently yeah, he can yeah. take just one bite, which is crazy. And well, I think it's death. all mental fortitude when it comes to that. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that just shows a- like how much they care. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a shame how they want to show that conflict is only through what seems to be these massive fights, which is obviously, you know, the encounter with Gourmet, the encounter with the, the, the uh, inspectors, mm-hmm. and what seemed to be, what seems to be from the previous, was it the last few seconds of that episode, the uh, encounter with 11th, is it the 11th ward? Against yeah, the 20th yeah. ward, it seems. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's, you know, and obviously every time we do these big encounters, they spend maybe an hour episode or episode and a half having these elaborate fight scenes, you know? And it just felt like it, it felt like it is gearing ever so slowly, slightly out of what might have been this, you know, what might be great insight into how these two, you know, communities, um, you know, interact, rather than just big fight scenes and then saying whose philosophy is right and who wins and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, it's slightly gearing to it. I, well, slightly, I, I, I think so. I was much more worried about that after after Shonen Battle Number One against yeah. the Gourmet, uh, Gourmage. <laughs> but when. But after that point, like even even as we're building up to the battle with the cops, if you're not interested in the battle, you still have all the drama around the ghoul family, which is yeah, good yeah, stuff. It's... That's some good stuff. So, mm. and even that fight, even the fight, is that it's still this, it's more psychological than it is fighting. Yeah, no, I really uh, I really liked that part when they were fighting with the doves. You know, a couple episodes yeah. back, that was I think that was probably the strongest part of the show so far, at least for me. Yeah. So uh, I think it's yeah. doing good there, uh, but what I love, I, I think the best part is still how the ghoul ghoul factions like work with each other. Nothing is better, in my opinion, than the flashback of um, of Kaneki's ghoul, the, the the girl that 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 was going to eat oh, him. Rize. Yeah, yeah, Her yeah. conversation, yeah, Rize. Rize's um, conversation <laughs> with um, the gourmage is one of the greatest things I've ever seen because it just shows how unabashedly evil she is. Mm. And how accepting of the fact she is that she's blatantly evil, because it's just the the whole thing where he's like, "You should join me for dinner." You know, we're we're having some some delicious human. You know, it's a great pedigree. And she's like, 
Dude, we are monsters. We eat people. Mm. I eat because it tastes good and feels good. And and look, I'm a monster, and I accept that. Like, what are you pretending you're like a high society human for? Exactly, yeah, it's, like, it's almost like, a flips. It's a flip psychology of with the human cop saying, "Ha, a ghoul trying to act like a human." It's a ghoul now laughing at another ghoul saying, "How you gonna try to act like a human as well?" It's just like, you know, it's it's a nice flip of a uh, psychology I thought with Reza as well. And she's just so just, blatantly evil and just doesn't care. <laughs> and, and I think that's great. It's it's a it's good that we have her through flashbacks and stuff like as such an absolutely horrible character. Um, yeah, I, I was hoping they would do more with the the whole um, like schizophrenic side of things. You know, when I feel like there's a few shots where they do like a pan shot. And if it, anytime they find a way to distort the uh, the scene, i.e., through looking through a glass, you see this this like a frame of Rizzo's face where where Ken uh, Kenneke's face should be in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought, hey, are they gonna do something really cool here? Are they gonna try some crazy mind tricks going on? But at the moment, you know, we're not there yet. But hopefully, I mean, there's about three or four like scenes, individual scenes I've noticed where where it should be his face through like a mirror or through the glass. You see Rizzo's face. Yeah, yeah thinking, and I think it's mm, this could be. I think they're doing like an internal struggle kind of thing, and Rize is kind of like the dark side, and then Kaneki before he became a ghoul is the good side. Yeah, but I also like that they haven't played it up like she's trying to mind control him. Yeah, because it's not. Mm. It's more like she's oh, trying yeah, to no, corrupt no. him. Like that's what she's trying to do. She just wants him to binge eat. Like that's it. Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> it's not like she's trying to take over his body or something like that. No, it's more like she's just sitting there like. God she's still tasty. hungry. She wants to say, yeah. She wants to say to her, her hunger, really, still, even through any means possible. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and and she certainly has fun messing with him. I think even <laughs> in her dead state. Um, but yeah, uh, all around, it's so, a decent show. Yeah, Tokyo Ghoul. It's you know, I think even there, there are some rough scenes, especially the scene with the little girl's parents. That was actually pretty powerful. I thought. Oh yeah. That, that hurt. That Ooh. hurt a lot, actually. I thought. So yeah. much of that, like. It, like I said, it is good. Like that right there, that drama. That's some good drama. That, that hits home. Yeah, that that definitely hits home. Um, and especially, uh, but it's it's almost like I felt like the the the, the white hair expected. I think he played almost too comically bad. That it, it, it almost it felt a bit dis- dissonance between his reason of why he's so cruel versus his his philosophy against you know his idea idealization against ghouls. Mm. Where he's like, oh, ghouls should all be dead. When re- reality, he just killed a mother. You know, and yeah. father. But to him, he, he thinks he's, he doesn't even yeah, think but, it's real. He thinks it's fake. He doesn't. Yeah, and but, he has no uh, way of me, knowing. Yeah. Like all he knows is like, there's these things that kill people and and have harmed him personally. Did you see that? I mm. dodged a spoiler right there. They harmed him personally, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, and, and so yeah, to him, like the, he, he can't believe it. Like mm. he doesn't see them as sentient creatures. Um, and honestly, again, because no one has any idea about ghoul society, no humans really do, um, why should he believe that they do act like humans and have families and love each other and have emotions? There's absolutely no reason for him to believe that. Um, we're mm, just yeah. gifted with the the fact that we have uh, Kaneki to follow around. Yeah, I always just felt like either he's blinded in rage and pain, which is why he decides to ignore the external factors mm-hmm. of what is going on but you know it could just be simple as that the human society doesn't want to or just are ignorant to the fact that ghouls are what they are mm-hmm. so um let's shift and uh let's shift to we're still staying in the same area but a slightly different story which is uh zanko no terror or 
Tokyo, uh, is it Terror in Tokyo? Terror in Resonance. Oh, there we go. I knew I was getting something wrong. (laughs) This is why I have you guys. Yay. That's why we're here, right? This is a a really, really tight item. The fact that it's uh, Watanabe uh, directing with Yoko Kano uh, doing music. Everyone was uh, up in arms about this anime, saying the next savior. What are your guys' thoughts on this? I won't say next savior, but I will say that this is the Watanabe hype show, not Space Dandy. (laughs) Mm, Sadly, not many people knew that. Yeah, yeah. But um I'm a little bit behind. I have to catch up on this one actually. But uh what well, can you tell me okay, what we'll be careful. On? Yeah, well, which is very important to, to, to what's coming. Let, oh, uh, I think I'm up to we'll 6 or something. Oh, okay. Then you're fine. Okay. Then uh then I, I, I don't know if I've seen the latest episode now. <laughs> I don't know if I know. Wait, what happened in episode 6? You have to remind me. Episode 6? Hell if or, I know. The, the latest episode was in the airport. No. Okay, I've seen that one, I think. Okay. Yes, yes. I've seen you don't that. have to worry about spoilers with me, though. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, no, no. Wait, please, please say why wait, wait, it's wait, good yeah. before before I start, please. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially in the early episodes, it was just kind of that dreary, we're following not necessarily the bad guys, because like all things, this is a little morally gray, but we're following kind of the jerks. The guys who are pretty much ruining Japan in some ways. They are ruining the police's lives, yada, yada, yada. And that's always a kind of good thing to feel. It's kind of like that Code Geass, we're following the jerks feeling. And that's really why it's good to me. Although, as you're probably going to mention, the recent episodes have kind of dented that a little bit. A little. Uh, I just want to say, I don't think Lelouch was a jerk. I think he did nothing wrong. <laughs> but, uh, you but, yeah, I'm sorry, you don't think who is a jerk? Lelouch. Uh, Lelouch is not a jerk. I, don't, I think he's Code done nothing Gass. wrong. <laughs> but uh, I know what you're trying to say, though. Like, it's been so long since everyone's been saying, when's the next Code when we follow an anti-hero? You know, everyone's, everyone's been looking for that sort of anime since. Mm-hmm. Alright, before before I go in and start start oh. tearing this thing apart, uh, Michael, right. what you got? Me? Okay, well... I. I Okay, oh, Michael, say, go let, first, let, so. let Michael go and do his his thing. Everybody <laughs> just get the good out of your system so he can get out. the Every, bad yeah, out. Before I tear into Every, it, right, I mean, everyone, everyone hold on to something. <laughs> I, well, I've got to say, I mean, my favorite part, and this is because I'm really into the music kind of things for these shows, is I really loved the soundtrack. And they released the entire thing already, so, you know, I've been playing it a ton, and it's really good. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I think it, it fits the show really well. Like, they have in episode four that motorcycle scene, um, and they play mm. one, the track that plays at that point. It really fits, and you really, like, you're in, you're there, and I really appreciate that. Well, mm-hmm. K- Kano Yoko is a yeah. goddess among us. I, I will <laughs> never, <laughs> never say anything different. Um, mm. uh, but uh, here I comes the difference. I agree that the music is good and, and fits the series well. Uh-huh. Absolutely. I agree with that as well. not a problem I have with this show. All right. Well, uh, I really like Terra in the sense that it's actually creative enough to be different when directing the, the Maison scene, right? It's just, it's the things that they're willing to, like, animate the, and the angles we are showing, it's it's actually fresh from anime since the last probably five years. I mean, I, I could be stretching a little bit. But it, it doesn't feel so stagnant when, when, when watching it. I feel like it's something almost new. In the, in the sense of, just the way we show things are shown with uh, even just like simple as flipping the phone and then looking at it and then looking at it through the camera of the phone rather than just they could have, you know in any other anime they might have just like shown the phone and then just shown the scene 
straight off without seeing the phone or through the camera. Stuff like that. Even the scene with uh, the very first episode in where they break into the uh, facility and ev- how everything's shown from the snow to the, to the, uh, uh, just the snow tracks all look great, I thought. And it's just, when you see something like that, you think this is probably going to be really creative. And it's like almost, well, in that sense of art style rather than ping pong, because ping pong was just so unique last mm-hmm. season. But this one felt like it's, you know, with that sort of level of art with which just everyone can, can look into and not feel so, you know, uh, disgusted by ping pong, so to speak. Uh, you know, it, it felt like, oh my God, this is it. This is what, you know, how anime should look rather than the usual pan shot, character shot, no, you're, portrait you're shot. No, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. Like, uh, if, think, wait, are, are you saying that Watanabe is a good director? Again, uh, direction yeah. is not a problem I have with this show. Yeah. Um, you're uh, absolutely right. <laughs> it, it's because... You know, you have somebody who knows, like he's a director. He's not. He's yeah. not like, oh, uh, you know, Bob, you're going to direct this anime this week. Which, like, often directors are just chosen by the studio. Like, yeah, I feel like not many directors in anime now don't get the creative space. Right. They, so they just they, go they and they like. do it. They look at the manga. Yeah. They look at the thing. They adapt and they go home. You but know, and that's fine. Watanabe. Yeah. With Watanabe, does he? Is he also head? Was he main? writer as well I've actually been looking also. through um, it, I haven't I haven't been able to find out Cause if he is cause the, the fact he was able to, yeah because the fact he was able to pick his own music composer you know his own writing staff as well it seems because I think there's another reunion with another anime uh, person he worked with yeah. you know it's just so that you know he's given freedom to do what he likes and um, so far so I think it's really good it's really enjoyable but obviously for you Richard yeah okay look mm-hmm. again, music I don't have a problem with and directing I don't have a problem with it's the writing I have a problem with, oh. and 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 par- actually, and I do have some problems with the directing, but it's all stemming from the writing, not from the actual uh, Fair enough, visual yeah. organization, if if you say. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, here's the problem with it. I was very much on board with this show until the fifth episode, and then the fifth episode came, and pretty much destroyed everything that came before it. It 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 um it really exposed. The, the weakness of the series overall and basically the first part of the series was okay it was just nothing happened like okay. almost nothing happened it was basically a cycle of riddle police solve riddle or don't solve riddle do it again and there was no character development for lisa there was no character development for nine there was no character development for 12 there was no character development for freaking anyone it was just we're going through these motions but it was still intriguing enough that I was willing to wait. And then we got episode five, which is the big reveal. Um, and, okay, spoilers for everyone. I mean, I think we're pretty safe <laughs> that we're going to be doing spoilers, yeah. but here we go. Yeah. Um, but at that point in episode five uh, is where we learn that they are ridiculously against killing people. Like, it's not that they are trying to avoid casualties, it's that they will not allow casualties. And that is a huge, huge difference. Because basically, like, like we see that... Um, uh, nine's the, the glasses one, right? Yeah. yeah. Nine, yeah. nine is so adamant about, about not killing people that he takes an explosion for a stranger. Like, shields them with his body. Like, that is... Like, that is how you know, focused he is on no collateral damage, no human life collateral damage. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the idea that he and he and 12 have a conversation in the first episode about whether to kill Lisa or not is complete BS. 
It's not a conversation they would have. It would never come up. Like, they would never be like, well, she joins mm. us and we blow up this bomb in her bag. We see that that's absolutely not an option, never was an option, and the conversation was just there as a directorial trick to make us think they might kill people. So it's a completely out-of-character conversation made solely to trick the audience into thinking that the, these two characters are worse than they are. And that's BS. That's bad writing and bad directing. And that pisses me okay, off. Yeah. So that means every other time, every other thing in all those past five episodes where it's like, oh, there's this bomb. It might go off and hurt someone. No, it never would have. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all yeah. a scam, basically. Well, And, but, 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 despite this, the bombs are real. And and we also find out in, I think, four or five, that the bombs are gunpowder bombs. Like, they're TNT, the most volatile freaking explosive you could pick. They're not C4, where I could pick up a block of C4, chuck it at your head, it bounce off and nobody would care. This is gunpowder. This is dangerous, volatile stuff. And they leave it unattended for days at a time what happens if somebody walks in into that kitchen in the police station, knocks the thing off the shelf? Lots of people dead right there. Or mm-hmm. how about these things called earthquakes? We get at least a level four earthquake every month, often more than that. And that can knock stuff off counters. Like the, their whole idea that like that they're actually using these real explosives is ludicrous in the extreme. Also where they place it. Like, they placed one in an apartment building. An abandoned... Like, like, and it's not abandoned. Like, it was just a room they chose in an apartment building. Anything could have happened to make that bomb go off early and killed all those people. So for... When we see how... How much they care about not having collateral damage on one hand. And then see how loose they play it with collateral damage when it comes to the bombs. It's... It, 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 I, I can't... I can't make the things match up. I can't make the characters seem All consistent. Right. That's the first thing. The second thing is, after episode five, episode six should have begun with the series ending. Because they won. It was over. The conspiracy was, like, the the entire conspiracy is over by that episode. Because they have so much proof, and the police have so much proof of a conspiracy, and they have just endless chains of evidence, and they just kind of pretend that they don't so the story can go on like someone shut off the private cell phone towers of at least three or four major cell phone companies in Japan mm. that, there's paperwork mm. involved it's not like some guy walks in and is like you need to shut down all your towers your cell phone towers and they went oh sure Mr. Dude in a business suit no they said where's your paperwork and then they submitted the paperwork and now they have a paper trail to whoever's at the top. Congratulations. Conspiracy blown wide open. Then we have the other, the you know, the whoever's in charge of the police. That The police go, hey, we found where the bomb is. And they go, the, higher up, the government special task force is going to handle it, right? Oh, that's mm. great. Uh, and, and then the bomb goes off anyway. It's not like one person figured out that, that oh, the bomb was going to go off. That entire task force of like 50 people knew that where the bomb was and that they had 15 hours to disarm it. There was no excuse for anyone to be nearby. Again, yet another thing that obvious paper trail. Somebody had to order the chief of police to not do it, you know? 
Mm. And you're telling me that out of this task force of good cops, none of them were like, hey, gee, a lot of people almost died for no reason. And then this latest episode with the airport. Are you kidding me? They took over air traffic control and are controlling a, a plane with a bomb. All these witnesses. It's not like, oh, yeah, we had our private force of Air Force engineers involved in our conspiracy. Or, uh, pil- uh, sorry, Air Force <laughs> or, uh, airport control volunteers, you know, in our secret conspiracy to do all this. It, it's so dumb. There's so much evidence. And, and we have the cop who is disgraced because he blew the whistle on a politician. Like, how after having all this information, does he not immediately just go to the media and be like, yeah, um, we discovered, on this date, I discovered there was a bomb in the subway. It was taken away from us by government uh, operatives. The bomb went off, injuring this many people. It was not disarmed nor stopped in any way. Like, Disbelief destroyed. <laughs> destroyed. Maybe they're just so corrupt, you know. Oh, everybody's in? That. Everybody's in on it? Yeah, yeah, it must be. It must be. Right. So all levels. All levels of the police, except <laughs> yeah. for this one detective yeah. and his fat otaku friend. You know? <laughs> hey, hey, that's why they're in archives. That's why they're in archives. Right. They're know? the only good cops. Everyone else is corrupt in the entire government and media and cell phones and airports. Be just isn't isn't that what conspiracy theories look like these days, though? I guess they just yeah, yeah. like, but that's the thing. Like, they, they've had, and not to mention, not to mention when they hacked into the tourism board. You know, we see him shut down. He just closes his computer while it's being hacked. That means all those windows are open. He still has all the proof that that, that the government was changing the the uh, the uh, uh, transportation board servers. Like, they have such a ginormous pile of evidence, but it's just like, oh, man, we're on the ropes now, you know? (laughs) She's entered the game. Oh, man, how are we going to deal with this? And I'm just like, guys, don't don't try to make me think it is a legitimate mystery with real stakes and then pull this because it doesn't work. So that's my problem with it is Mm. it was actually pretty good up until five when they just threw it all out the window. And, I uh, kind of agree. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, I mean, I was all prepared so, to argue about this, but <laughs> I, I mean, you're right. <laughs> don't get me wrong. If you enjoy this show, that's fine. I'm not saying, like, here's the thing. I, well, I, well, yeah, I've just gone on this whole rant. I do not hate this show. In fact, I think it's pretty good. The problem is when I run into people saying it is the greatest show ever made and it has no flaws and it's absolutely perfect, <laughs> then I have to go, guys, it's good. And, you know, it's actually worth watching. I don't feel dumber by watching it. I just kind of I, – I, it kind of was like – I'm like, oh, this is really a good show. This is great. And now I'm like, uh, it's a okay show. Like, it's dropped to okay. Like, compared to a lot of other shows, it's it's still pretty good. Um mm-hmm. But but it is so far away from perfect here, and it is not a super tight plot, not anymore, um, and and it's still okay. But I'm I guess I'm mostly annoyed by the idea that pedigree equals greatness, and it doesn't. <laughs> Watanabe is a great director. Kano Yoko is a goddess among us. Just because they're involved in a project does not mean the project is great. It doesn't mean it's, it's perfect. It means we've got talent behind it. True but that enough. doesn't somehow make it perfect. And the fact Cons- that people latch onto that, um, uh, you know, yeah. again, like I said, 
I, if you like the show, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with you. I'm not saying you're, oh, you're bad or, <laughs> or anything. But, but to me, you know, who, who for, for a living looks at this stuff and picks it apart, um, uh, you know, uh, I, I felt that it drastically undercut itself. It undercut everything I really liked about it mm-hmm. and I thought was mm. good about it and just became another kind of, you know, mid-level well, mystery suspense Yeah, I was about to say, anime. yeah, high-concept anime. Uh, they said something different there. But yeah, it's really high-concept there, still. Yeah. Um, and who knows? Like, it, who knows? Maybe it'll be interesting enough in the end in its resolutions that I'll be able to forgive most of this. In fact, I would like nothing more than that. Um, right. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, I have yet to meet the, uh, meet the Z that, that's crazy about terror, but I know it's highly praised, but I wouldn't say people calling it perfect. No. Well, no, people, people call Space Dandy it. perfect, so anything yeah. can happen. But yeah, yeah, sorry. So there's my my rant on on this. But I know a lot of people were confused as to and angry that I didn't have it on my list, and that's why. Uh, if it would have been on the list, if I hadn't just watched episode five. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Right. Well. Sorry. Sorry. There's my my hijacking of the cast. I'll go hide in a corner now. It's <laughs> fine. So. Uh, that would uh, then lead us to Akagame Gakil. Akame Gakil. Look, look, we all established that I'm not going to be dealing with the. Uh, the look, we've established that I can't read phonetically. No. <laughs> exactly, that too. Alright, I can't read at all. Actually, I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not but, uh, literate. I don't read the subtitles. I just let, yeah. let the voices manifest I, inside my soul. I actually just shut my eyes when I watch the anime and then just imagine the scenes myself, <laughs> right? Look, I just, I just do. I, I make my own show sometimes. Feel. Uh, don't this, think. No. Nah. <laughs> so I actually do, I can't believe this show got on. like this. I I don't really think it's it's that good anyway. Like, wait, are you implying I'm this not... isn't a very good show? Because I'm implying right? it's God, not a very that's good show. New here. <laughs> <laughs> that's something new here, guys. But yeah, I I'm, I can't say I'm the biggest fan of the show. Really, it's, for me, it's just like, hey, if we want to be gritty, let's have gore. I'm like, well, apparently that's the thing. If you want, if you want to be gritty, you've got to show gore, apparently. So there it is. Have all the gore we want. And it's best when it's definitely censored. That's my favorite kind of gore. Uh. So, <laughs> it's just like, it's from, from gore fest to not even seeing the gore in the end, and then to just massive randomly stringed fights that, that almost don't seem to me nothing to me. I, I, I just, it's, it's still enjoyable to like a certain degree where I just sit down and just watch it but I, I can't really get absorbed into it I can't really get into the, the whole idea of like them murdering well like the whole idea when they when they kill someone or what happens when they fight other people I just it's not really getting into me personally I've had troubles I've had trouble keeping up with Hakame I have watched like the first five seconds of the first episode put it away for about a week came back finished first episode went away for about two weeks it Mm. I've had problems keeping up with it as well, so I'm not the best authority here. But I think that does speak a couple of volumes when I say I can't keep up with this show. Mm. It's okay. I know what you're saying. It's okay, but I do not, and I repeat, I do not go out of my way to go watch it. Mm. I, that's all I got. I... <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm among friends here when I say that I actually kind of like this one. 
I mean. Oh, I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. I know. <laughs> no, don't, don't worry. It's it's perfectly fine to completely disagree with us. If it works for you, exactly. it works for you. And yeah. that's well, fine. Well, for me, I understand. Like, I think one of the major complaints that a lot of people have had were, like, tonal issues. You know, because they, they kind of fit comedy in, in spots that maybe it doesn't really fit. For me, I've actually really, really liked that. I mean, when I'm watching it, you know, we get this, like, big dramatic scene. And then it's sometimes when the comedy is thrown in, it's almost, like, eerie, if that makes sense. And I've been very interested while I'm watching this show. So... I mean, there are definite spots where I think, oh, yes, this is great, especially with the Justice girl. Like, I really like this idea where they think, where she, you know, she's doing it because it's justice and it's just blind justice, though. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. While, you know, the Night Raiders, they're like, it doesn't matter if we're, we're revolutionists or not. We're just assassins. We're murderers. Our names won't go down in history. I'm liking this. Like, yes, this is, this is where I like this to go. And then it's just like, jargon, shonen crap. And then it's just, and then this Gore Fest 2014. I'm like, oh. So close. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and that's that's where like I come in like I'm I'm very much one of those people who is like um is very much against the tonal dissonance that the show has. Because um it, what it's doing is it undercuts its drama because of its comedy. And so when you get a scene, especially that first episode, boy did that set the tone. You know, we see mm. we see one of his friends, like the girl he probably liked. You know, who's he's you know been around at least since they were little kids. Sees her like brutalized. She's been brutalized, tortured, to death, and you know she's dead, hanging there like a slab of meat. His other friend bleeds out in front of him, right? Mm. You know, he goes out, gets revenge. You know, he's breaking down. You know, all his best friends in the whole world have just died. And ten seconds later, comedy. In the same scene. And I'm just sitting there going, oh, well, way to undercut your drama. Yeah, like, I feel like the show's it's stuck in two minds. It wants to also be this, like, you know, really dark tale of mm. of a revolution. Okay, cool, I like that. And then it's just switch shows over. And like, like I said, it just it, it breaks everything. Now, it ruins the whole movie. And, and now that's not to say that I don't think you can't have those two things opposed like you can't have comedy and then like brutal violence seriousness side by side working with each other against each other you know to create something it's mm. it's the how how quickly it switches yeah because like we'll take something like Brunhilder in the darkness that's another one that very much does that where it's like oh happy high school life and harem comedy stuff and oh death 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 you know, brutal, violent death. But the way it plays with it is um, the characters are trying to force their lives to be happy cliche. Because they know the it's chibis. crap. Yeah, I was gonna say, it doesn't help with the chibis as well when they, all do, when they have the chibi comedy scenes. Oh, and, yeah, you know, at the, the end. The flat faces, yeah. It's just, uh... it doesn't help, you know, when you I mean, I like it. Don't get quick thing about it. I think the comedy's good. It's just, you know, it's... It's you can't have jam and mama in the same sandwich, you know. Actually, well, you could, but probably that actually sounds pretty good. I don't know what you're talking look, about. Look, oh, that's probably a bad example. <laughs> okay, okay, jam and ham. Oh, how about that, right? You can't have a jam ham sandwich, can you? Come on, don't, don't tell me you've eaten that. No, I'm sure someone's tried it. Yeah, but it probably it probably didn't taste nice. That's the thing. Yeah. Didn't you catch know, on, so. but <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There you go. But yeah. So, look, <laughs> But yeah, no, um, so there's that, um, and and don't get me wrong, like, it's gotten better in that regard, like, I don't feel like, 
like like that that happens as often as it's going on it's kind of finding a middle ground for it with its tone like mm. it, it doesn't go from horrible violence to in the same scene next you know like oh comedy um and in, in, uh, now it, it keeps those two areas pretty separate. Like their home life is the comedy, their assassin work is brutal violence. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. The problem, uh, the thing is though that got me is, I'm gonna, and here's here's where I'm gonna catch flack. The moment it became one piece, that oh, was I, what I, I feel I know problem. what you're about to say. Um, is, it, is it when they said there's 47 no, pieces no, no, that no, we? I was actually oh, okay no. with that because that's, that's just anime. I wasn't. Man. Like I that's really shown in that. anime. That's whatever. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, it t- it tends to shine no, for me. It was it was the uh, the 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 fight of um, the scissors girl and the justice girl, and the scissors girl cuts the justice girl's arms off. Right? Oh, I know what you. I know what. And she has yeah, yeah. the machine guns grafted inside her arms. She's like, <laughs> I had this prepared just in case. I'm like, just in case someone cut your arms off, you had major <laughs> surgery where they replaced your arms with fake arms with machine guns inside and you just knew that that oh man if i get my arms cut off they're going to be cut off at exactly five inches past my wrist so that i can use these machine guns properly and that was dumb like i was already like that is stupid that is the dumbest thing no and then it decided to one up me with the gun in her throat (laughs) that how does she fire it how does she breathe? How did they get that in there? How does the blowback not, like, make her choke to death? Like, these are all questions constantly running through my head because it has nothing to do with her weapon. Her weapon is the dog. It has nothing to do with the guns she has implanted in her body. But the whole thing, like, gun in the throat is where I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This is this is past One Piece levels of absurdity of the strange powers people have, you know? like what is this and that's what got me that's one thing the 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 point and now it's like oh i have a ring that controls water oh like okay or you know like these various various magical powers that can do anything especially because this is a world that doesn't have magic i don't know if you've noticed that there are no mages. There are no magicians. There is no um, magic spells or alchemy or any of that crap. <laughs> the only thing that's magic is these 40 weapons. They can apparently do anything. Well, what I will say about yet, the weapons... Yet we have guns in throats. Yeah, right? well, with, with the weapons, I mean, the idea is they're, you know, danger beasts is what they call them. And they're those, you know, like really ferocious monsters that wander the wilderness and yeah. they're like these great ones from like way back in the empire's time, you know, there's lifespan or whatever, and they were killed and turned into these weapons. So, I mean, mm. they don't have magic, but I think the idea that these beasts had these abilities, so then the weapons that are made from them had these abilities, I'm okay oh. with that. It, it, oh, sorry, it's not the weapons I have a problem with. It's it's that um it's that how do you not have magic? and not really have a high level of technology, but you're able to put a gun in someone's throat. Yeah. No, no, like I if agree. You, if there was general magic, I, I could probably deal with that. But so that's the kind of thing where I'm like, okay, that's an iffy thing. Um, but, uh, oh, what was it? The other thing that gets me is it's trying uh, really hard to, to make you go, oh, 
oh, anyone can die, that kind of thing. Um, and my problem with the anyone can die thing is, is actually who they killed. If you're going to kill a character, um, you, you have to ask yourself a very simple question. Will the character's death, um, is the character dying going to better serve the story than if the character was alive and continuing to develop? So that's what you have to decide. And then they kill the most interesting character in the entire show. And I went, and, and, and there is almost no change based on that. It doesn't, doesn't change how anybody feels. All it does is we get people being sad for an episode. And then they're not yeah. sad anymore. And I'm like, okay, if you're just going to kill a person to be like, anybody can die, why did you pick the interesting character and not the tsundere? <laughs> oh, who is, who, whose character development begins and ends with the word tsundere. Like, it would have had the same effect. Oh, she's dead. We're sad for an episode and we move on. So I'm kind of, I, I was, I'm not angry as much as puzzled. Like, what was the point? Um, it doesn't seem to have an effect. It's just like, like, unless, unless they're really trying to go for people die. If that's the point they're trying yeah, to well, reach. Okay. People yeah, just I mean, from die. the latest episode, it seems like they're going to be doing, well, this is, what I, this is what I was saying earlier. When they, when they said they're going to introduce 47 different pieces of the uh, armament, yeah. I thought, that's gonna be that's gonna be forty different enemies of the week we're gonna see, is it? I I know it, and then and then when I think to myself, I thought that's gonna be forty, you know, at least let's say, you know mathematically, let's say five per five to one main character from Night Raider to die. That was my rough estimates. Yeah, I'm thinking, and, that's, and I was like, that's definitely gonna happen. And in the moment, you know, when one of them did die, it's just like, well, here it starts. Let's start counting. But obviously, it it got it rapidly changes. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of how they're handling a lot of it. Um, uh, it it's, I don't know. It's almost like... I would say that this is a good show for people who really like shonen's Typical shonen jump manga. like Or anime. They like Dragon Ball. They like Naruto. They like Bleach. But they want a little bit more adult in it. You know? They, <laughs> they want some yeah. violence. They want some some less talk about how much you're going to gambaru. You know? Uh, th that would be the entirety of One Piece. You just gotta gambaru hard enough, and you can do anything. Um, and uh, and then that's fine. Like I think it's actually probably a pretty good stepping stone to um, anime that uh, is outside of the uh, shonen jump genre. And that's fine. It's just mm. uh, yeah. Again, it's another one of these that I'm like, well, it's it's certainly watchable, but I I would not be watching it if it weren't my job. Um, uh, I know. That's I mean, a good I, distinction. I Which is an interesting thing. Like, yeah. I would be watching Terror even if it wasn't my job. I would not be watching uh, a Kamiga Kill if it, or a Kamiga Kill if it was uh, not my job. Sorry to run into parade, Michael. I, it's, it, you know what? It's all right. I'm just gonna accept it. You know. Yeah. It's like that's, I'm that's going to accept best. that you yes. all are wrong and move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, that's uh, perfectly fine. Again. Just the opinions, uh, you know. But yeah, it's. I guess it's enjoyable still in the end. In the, in the end result, though, like eventually it gets nice. And there's there's highlights. There's definitely highlights in the show, but it's a lot to get through. I feel. Yeah. To get to those yeah. highlights. Yeah, oh, oh, well, I'll say this though. I want to do one one last thing. Oh, at least mm -hmm. it has a good pace. Oh. 
Uh, I yeah. don't feel okay. that it drags. I don't feel like I'm watching, you know, uh, like DBZ or Naruto or, or One Piece where things could go forever. You know, we're, we're moving along. Characters are introduced. They fight, fight, fight. They die or they live. We move on to the next thing. And there's lots going on. You know what I mean? It's not just like yeah, yeah. group to bad guy, group to bad guy, group to bad guy. We're There's several groups of, of bad guys all doing different things with their own little goals in the background uh, while the heroes run from threat to threat. Um, and that's good. That's also really good. I think that's one of the many benefits of uh, if, if you're doing a show in anime and you only have 12 to 4, 24 episodes tops, yeah. you know you, you, can't, you can't stretch out a fight four or five episodes, you know, like Cell... Yeah. Mainly Cell or Boo, yeah, Boo was quite long. Yeah, anyone in Dragon Ball Z, but yeah, yeah, in fairness. But yeah so so but yeah, yeah, there we go. There's some good things I like about it. There we go. Mm. Okay, but yes, and that leaves us with David's favorite show of the season. Yay! God damn it, Aldino. <laughs> it's Aldino Zero. I think I got that one right. You did. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Excuse one. me while I go punch something. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So uh, this is another hyped series because of the background or the. The pedigree behind it, yep. which is Irobochi uh, writing it. Yep. Is that yeah. answer right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. you like got it. And, uh, and and uh, I mean personally, I, I, I find them okay. But Calafina, people also hyped about when they were, when it was announced they were doing the handling the music. Mm. Um, I, I, good. It's, yeah, I mean, I, I I guess they're not bad, <laughs> but hey. Well, I mean, it's zero. another one of those things. Like, if you're gonna get Watanabe and Kano Yoko then yeah you're gonna get uh Kalafina and Uroboji and that's their you know that's that pair uh really what was the other just just Magica. Other, she, is that the only one they've done together I, I can't think, think of so. another one. Oh, okay so. I was gonna say is that did it count as a pair just quite wait yet? are we talking hmm. I thought food would be like Urobuchi and Kalafina those guys because yeah, they were fate, yeah, fate I mean, zero it's... Oh, Fate Zero. Yeah. Well. Oh, so what if it's zero? It's a thing. Okay, okay. Now, now it's a thing. Yeah. I, okay. okay. It's okay. It passes my, it passes my threshold. So, uh, David, please explain why you love this show so much. I, 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 I hate know. this. I hate this show so much. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I didn't read that. It's not on my memo. Just, just today, <laughs> I, I finally memo. decided to drop the thing. I just cannot take it anymore. It is just so. Uh, it does nothing. Right. Sure, it does everything okay, but it does nothing right. It, I How best to describe it? I guess we start back at the beginning of the show. The beginning of the show, what it does is it shuts up, sets up a generic Gundam show. But the problem is, it kept being a generic Gundam show, but it never got to the part where it differentiated itself, or did anything. Uh... uh. I've never seen a Gundam show, so for me, uh, it's basically I they guess. they have the Martian they have the Martians it. coming down to the planet. They're gonna destroy everything, and all the Earth forces are getting destroyed. Yada yada yada. It's basically Gundam. The problem is, it doesn't have the writing pedigree to be Gundam, which is ironic. Okay, dangerous uh, water here for some. It is dangerous water, but I'm going to vehemently maintain right now that this show has no writing chops to do what it's doing. It is not well written. I have not seen a more faceless cast in years. Inaho, the most faceless guy ever. I can get over that. You know what? Inaho being a super mega badass who has no feelings, sure, why not? But the fact that basically no character has evolved beyond just one-dimensional is unforgivable. 
I mean, you guys can just toss out names of the characters in the show right now, and I'll just tell you, no, that's one-dimensional. No, well, no, everybody... I, I, I won't say that they're one-dimensional, but I will say that they have not developed in the sense that they have changed. This... Uh, no, pretty much everyone is set. Like, they are... I would say that they are not... I'd say they are pre-developed characters. Yeah, I was going to say, the story doesn't seem like it's going to be one of those uh, plots where we have to see them change to change the plot. I think we're, what we're going to have is uh, what seems to be a machine and the characters are the cogs to just push the plot forward, and that's all it's going to be. I don't think there won't be too much dynamic change within the characters. If anything, it was just, you know, the cogs will just keep pushing and the plot will just keep moving onto the end goal of whatever's going to happen. I don't think too much would change, in fairness. The, the, well. the problem, though, is how many characters they have. Just, there's so many. This show is built like an ensemble show, and ensemble shows can be good. It's just that they don't have the writing chops to have an ensemble cast. In fact, I've gone on the record saying, get that terrorist girl, Inaho and Slain, make them the three main characters, and boom, you have an awesome show. But the problem is they don't. They try to have this PTSD-ridden teacher character who is a really, really poor representation of PTSD. I'll go right on the uh, record for that one. Um, you've got the captain who hates this teacher. You've got random high school kids. You've got Inaho Slane, terrorist girl who I can't remember the name Come of. On, David. The let's princess. There's random high school kids in every anime, David. No, no, I, no, no I see what you're that. right. You, you're absolutely correct yeah. about this. It is very much ensemble cast. Rather, and you, you know what? I think you're absolutely right. I think it would be a better show if it focused on, um, on uh, strengths. Well, I think well on Inaho, on Slain, and maybe even more on the princess than they are. And maybe, yeah, the maybe. terrorist girl as well. She's uh, she's very interesting, actually. She is developing. She was, yeah. I'd actually argue as a character, she is in a process of development. Only in this last episode. Although, again, I have certain reservations about this sudden onset PTSD. Uh, that they're trying to push, but um, yeah, yeah, I honestly, I honestly think that this could be a great show if they just had Slain, Inaho, and the Terrorist Girls, the main characters. That is a brilliant trifecta, and you could have ran, run with that one. You could have okay. run with that one for like 24 episodes. But, okay. it just, it doesn't have the writing chops to do what it's doing, and it's hurting the show a lot. Alright, um, let's <laughs> see here. Allow me to rebut. Of um, course. <laughs> Uh, and I'll rebut, but first I'll say this. Remember, it's 24 episodes, not 12. Yeah. And that's one of those things where that means we haven't hit the midway point, mm -hmm. which is where um, Urobochi tends to shine. Okay. Maybe. Uh, that's because, that, well, because that's where he usually he's able to throw the twist. Um, and mm. uh, don't get me wrong, some of his shows don't have twists and, um, or, or have very minor twists, and they're still pretty good. Um, he's not he's not in my Chamalon, but um, but uh, well, I'm not gonna. But but usually that I think that's usually where he really gets going. So I mean that's a thing. I would I would certainly be much harder on this series if it was uh, only twelve episodes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Because hell, for all we know, we'll hit the halfway point and it will become the, the show you think it should be. Um, where where vast majority of the cast is just wiped out. I wouldn't be surprised at all. But that said, okay, so this is what it is. This is why how it differentiates from Gundam. It differentiates from Gundam with the simple fact that the heroes don't have a Gundam. 
Well, they did. It just no. kind of ran into problems this last episode. Well, no, no, that's, that's what I mean. They, <laughs> well, the, really, the heroes just don't have a Gundam yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, the main yeah. character, he is piloting, actually, a suit weaker than the mass production models. He is piloting a training suit. It mm. is a piece of crap. <laughs> and that's the trick, is it's about... Uh, like, it's basically the guys with the Gundams, the bad guys with the Gundams, land on Earth, expect absolutely no resistance, and it's their arrogance that is their downfall. It's him being slightly more intelligent than the average person, and them being arrogant to the point of stupidity. And basically, it's how he outthinks them, because they're so certain that they are superior. Um, it's basically the 8th MS team. Um, in a lot of ways. Uh, and I think that's the show's strongest point is, is yeah, humanity is vastly overmatched. They're, I'd be surprised. I don't think this is going to be one where they turn the war around uh, miraculously. And no, every episode, I think they're going to, like, uh, colony drop the earth or something, but let's just yeah. move on. But every... But every episode that, that, like, I mean, the fact that, yeah, it's, he never gets, he doesn't have a Gundam. And yet, we, we're slowly getting this thing where people are starting to be like, that man with his special orange mobile suit, you know, and it's not. <laughs> it's like, they haven't, like, they haven't even bothered to, like, learn about the enemy mobile suits at all. Like, the, the Martians, they're just like, they're like, ah, oh, that one's orange. There must be something special about it. Like, that's as far as they go. <laughs> that's that, how little they care. Yeah. Um, that and I would I think actually um, the politics in within the Martians is relatively oh no no don't bring that up <laughs> uh, and not not okay. I understand your whole the whole Marnocky thing understand I have it, it only got Code it Geass. only got worse in the last episode just don't bring it up yeah but you understand I haven't seen Code Geass uh, no. because it was Code Geass. between the years of <laughs> of two thousand six and two thousand eleven so I okay, haven't seen yeah, it yeah yeah um, so. Um, I can't really comment on the comparisons people make between them. Uh, I wouldn't compare make... them at all. Well, people, I, somebody I, was, I've... who was it? Somebody was talking on the ca- uh, cast maybe a while ago about, like, mm. oh, the monarchy and how it works in Code Geass, but it doesn't work in Aldo. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, I was the one who brought that up, actually. Again, I can't comment. Yeah, but yeah. but the, I, I, I like the, the fractured nature of the Mars Empire. I like the, the idea that the mobile suits are like like the Gundams are basically the ultimate in like status and power um, because each is pretty much considered to be invincible. Um, I thought that was interesting. I like I, so I like exploring their society um, and how you know it's evolved basically. I like like Slane's. You're right. Slane's probably the most interesting character. Um, Although he's been taking hits with me over yeah. the last episode. This last um, episode really was the last nail in the coffin for me, but I'll secede the floor again. Um, <laughs> but how do I put it? So a lot of it, I, I for me, I like smart characters. Uh, so I really like uh, Inaho because of that. I'm interested in to learn why he's so emotionless. Being emotionless doesn't bother me. I want to know why. Um, because even before the show started, he was like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's yeah, kind yeah. of, uh, but but remember, as like emotionless as we say he is, uh, he does react to his friend's death uh, in the first or second episode. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, but but he doesn't react in the way you or I would expect. His reaction is he shuts shuts the emotion completely down. Yeah. 
Like, he goes from, like, this, like, shocked disbelief immediately to lock it all down and hasn't come out of that since. And that's... And, and yet, at the same time, you know, he clearly is having at least some sort of interest in the princess. And it's going to be interesting what happens is he's trying to keep his emotions locked down, but is, you know, becoming closer with her. I think that'll be an mm. interesting thing. I think we'll get character development out of that. Um, I also wouldn't be surprised if in one episode the the uh, the assassin girl just shoots the princess in the head mid Hang on, hang on. Who hasn't... <laughs> wait a second. Who hasn't seen the latest episode here? I have uh, not. I saw uh, the I first it. half of it. You've seen um, the first... Okay, it, yeah. okay. Uh, sorry, it was late. It was late, okay? It was, yeah, I mean, all it was right, on all right. 1230 at night here, so... Uh, yeah, okay. So I haven't seen it, but I'm British. So. Okay, a couple, of the, a couple of the last few comments have made me think that some people haven't seen this latest episode the whole way through. No, no, all so right. none of us have, I guess. Okay. No. So, so maybe our, our tune will be completely different. Tune yeah, into the podcast saying, I mean... notes to see our retractions <laughs> on Old Noah Zero. Because the last <laughs> uh, minute or so of this last episode made me want to punch something. Ah, uh, okay. Well... Anyway, that's why I've been enjoying it so far because it's kind of it's not anti Gundam, it's twist on Gundam. Uh, it, I can't think of another series where bad guys have Gundams, good guys don't have Gundams of any sort. Mm-hmm. And are like, and it's like the closest is Eighth MS Team, but even in Eighth MS Team, they almost have Gundams. Like their mobile suits aren't aren't balls, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're, they're they're actually legit almost Gundams. So um, fair enough. With just without the like Gundanium, basically. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, do, you have, do you have anything to add, Michael? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. You know, I was kind of like, you know what? I'm gonna let these two have their argument <laughs> yeah, before I jump that, in. I don't want to yeah. get murdered. So, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah well, for me, the two things that I found really interesting about the show is I liked. I definitely liked how. There's the political intrigue, which I know that we've kind of talked about this, but I like that the enemy, they don't like everyone in the Vares Empire, they do not want the same thing. And I thought that Mm. that was interesting. And I think that, you know, there could be more than two sides by the time the show's over. And the other thing that I liked is I did, and I haven't really seen Gundam either, but I really liked um, the the fights, because each of the, um, the Mars Knights... They have their different suits, and then they're completely different from each other. And they all have, like, different ways that they work, and they have to find ways to beat the suits by, you know, like, you know, for the first suit, its disadvantage is it's got this, like, invincible field, but he can't see directly through it. So the best way to beat the guy is to, you know, make it so the cameras that are flying above him can't see the battle. And I think that that kind of, like, interesting, those fight scenes, that's what's been keeping me watching the show. Smart characters are fun to watch. Especially when they're impossible deductions, I uh, deductions I thought when it came to these uh, these uh, uh, conclusions, I was like, that's that's pretty, you know, pretty, uh, far out. But hey, they got it. So. Actually, though, that's kind of the funny thing with all Noah is I've been pretty much right along with the main character. Like when when I was looking at that field, like and what it was doing, I was like, that's odd, you know. Like although my yeah. my my way of killing him was a lot meaner. Uh, <laughs> that was get him on a bridge over water, and. Uh, blow up the bridge beneath him so he falls into the middle of the earth <laughs> or okay. or if he turns off the field he's trapped under water like effectively yeah, taken yeah. out of the game for a long portion of the time well um 
I went on, I went on the Skype chat for Anite earlier, and I said this. I said the only thing that I found redeeming about Aldenoa Zero thus far, really, has been that it never actually sounded like an idiot. It always came up with these really good explanations for all this stupid stuff that they were doing. But even this last episode made me have problems with that. Uh, internal consistency. Right. It is a lot. A lot can be forgiven. Like um, I know people who have if, uh, ranted and raved at me, like. How can you think like kill a kill and not like space dandy? And I, I say things. I basically say, well, you see, uh, kill a kill is internally <laughs> consistent from episode one. Like something like kill a kill. Like from episode one, everything is consistent. Like it's yes, we we have costumes that transform. That is a well established fact, and we're gonna run with that. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like I don't have a problem when when that's the concept we lay down. Um, so yeah like that's the kind of thing it's like yeah they're both over the top shows but um, one is very internally consistent and the other is space dandy uh, oh there you go <laughs> uh, just on a side note then before we leave I, have, I always do this thing when, when, before I watch a new anime I just t- I kind of media block myself out of it all I just do is read a synopsis I didn't actually expect Aldo Zero to be a mecha show I just thought it might be really cool like a what's the show called now I really wish I, I brought it up before. Um, the one where it's the one we're in space and it's a realistic portrayal of space. Oh, jeez, now. I'm sure it'll come, back to, <laughs> sure it'll come to me later. The one where oh, they pick up trash then. or something? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah I, don't, I don't remember the, what space that's called. Debris. The guys yeah, who pick, pick up all the space debris, debris and it's just like yeah. a hardcore take on... Yeah, you have to have someone go up there to pick up the trash out of space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. I thought it's going to be one of those shows and then them trying to do a... Uh, explosion theme and what, what happened if we found technology that wasn't ours you know really advanced technology because mm. they said that in the description I remember just them saying they found something on the moon I was like okay that sounds cool I can get behind this and then next thing you know I'm watching this, like a bunch of high school kids like running around on mechs I was like oh okay well then and then from the sounds of it yes I'm not a big mech fan but Wait, wait, you're not? <laughs> Mr. No. Captain Earth is the greatest thing ever invented. No, no, well, I just... Okay, hold on a second. Real Mecha fans are not going <laughs> to say that about Captain Earth. <laughs> oh. I just said it's really, oh. really well... Look, oh. look, 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 it's a good-looking Mech fan. It almost makes me become one. Hold yeah. up, i got to get some marshmallows to uh, roast over that burn. <laughs> <laughs> look, I- I'm still look, watching I... that show. It's still fun. I, am, I still think it's okay to watch. I am the I am the resident Mecha snob. I have been watching Mecha for years. So I'm going to pass judgment pretty hardcore on a lot of these shows. Like Old Nozuri for being a poor Mecha show. Mm. Well, by the way, just, uh, just for, it was Planets I was thinking of. I really like Planets, and I thought, oh, sweet, it's going to be like an Urobuchi style uh, Planets. Yeah, I'm in for it. And as no. I get mechs, I'm like, oh, okay, no, it's Urobuchi so... Gundam. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, wow. I, was like, I was like, okay, well, Gundam's fine, whatever. Okay, but that was a side. I always do that. I always do that. Okay. But uh, so that's just so that was our take on the most on the airing shows this season of the most popular shows. And as you can tell, we're not the biggest fans of the most popular shows. So Damn it, all to know a zero. Before, uh, look, <laughs> <laughs> so we thought we'll do this again. And I know I think this is an open topic because one, I forgot, and two, it's probably better that way. In fairness, now I think about it, <laughs> and uh, and we're going to talk about shows that. From from the past that were really popular, and all highly praised, and then for personally for us individually, not we we didn't all agree to this, but individually we all said to ourselves, this is actually pretty terrible. And uh, let's go for, let's go for Richard to go first. Okay, 
Um, my pick for like highly praised or well, it's not even highly praised. It's also very popular. Uh, it's yeah. I, I, there's, so, there's, there's some corners they'll, they'll they'll say it's highly praised. Yeah, uh, maybe corners. so. But but my pick is Naruto. Um, All right. And when Naruto started, I was I very much enjoyed it. Um, uh, I'm in the same boat. It was definitely the kind same of boat. low magic ninja arts, you know, basically. So low magic setting, <laughs> um, you know, pretty down to earth, but with kind of some mystical ninja techniques. I was like, oh, okay, this is this is cool. This is cool. Um, and you know, then of course it got more and more insane and extreme, and and I was still, I, I mean, I wasn't, I was like, well, it's not what I thought it was going to be, but it's it's okay, sure, I'll keep watching. There was there was nothing, and so you know, I'd sometimes watch or I'd read the manga. I was kind of going back and forth between, um, and then I remember the exact moment where I was just like, well, I'm done with this, and um, at the end, like near the end, right before the the time skip. Of Naruto. Okay, you, you could probably say spoilers is fine. Yeah. I think. So right <laughs> between the time skip, um, Sasuke is being carried in a barrel where he's going to be transformed into his new <laughs> evil form, right? Yeah, and yeah. five five ninjas who nobody cares about now are are have all previously been transformed into their super forms. So they're all super powerful, right? And they're carrying the barrel backslash ex- escorting the barrel. Um, to uh, what's the bad guy Orochimaru is that his name yeah yeah yeah. I still remember it clearly yeah. Yeah. so yeah Orochimaru <laughs> is, you know they're escorting him right and they're running through the woods or whatever and um, Naruto has very little time to enact what he believes is a rescue of Sasuke he doesn't know that Sasuke went on his own free will and so he grabs basically random team of people to go with him which is actually very cool you know it's um, what's uh N- Niji? It's like a ragtag team. It's ne- Niji, Niji yeah, the Niji, shadow Niji. guy, the fat guy in Rock Lee. And, oh, Shikamaru uh, is the shadow guy. Just for a creature of that. No, that's fine. Uh, like, uh, again, this has been years. There's years since I've had anything yeah, to do fine. with Naruto. Um, that's, that's all right, yeah. I still remember somehow. Wow, like, like half a decade. Uh, or more than a, more than that. Like seven or eight years since I've had anything to do with Naruto. And But, but so, you know, they're doing this. And basically what it ends up happening is, as you would expect... As Naruto grabs five people to fight the five bad guys, <laughs> they pair off, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And one by one, pair off. It's like, oh, I'll take care of this guy. You keep chasing the barrel, you know, and so on <laughs> and so forth. Um, it was kind of cool. And, 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 and that's cool. fine. Like, I have no problem with that. Yeah. Just because it's a, a, a common thing for shonen doesn't mean it's bad. Uh, I, I was like, all right, let's see some fights. Like, these are some characters we haven't really seen fight very often before. Yeah, we saw a glimpse during the, I think it was at the tuning exams, and, and that, yeah. that's all we saw with a like, very small glimpse. But, but we don't okay, know how powerful cool. some of them yeah, really that's what are. We want. Um, yeah. And so I was like, all right, all right, yeah, we, we got this. This will be interesting, if nothing else. But every one of those fights ends with the, the good guy going, I can win this, but I will have to use my special move. And if I use this move, it will kill me. Every one of them. So, you know, and so it's like, Rockley's like, I'll have to open the ninth gate. Or Fatty McFatterson is like, I will have to eat Whoa. this magical pill, <laughs> but it'll kill me. And uh, I think even Neji's like, I will use super special eyes that will kill me. And I'm like, okay. Pop quiz to anyone who's read Naruto. How many people die 
how many good guys die because they use their super special move that's definitely going to kill them, I promise, really, really, really. Hmm. Uh, none. I would say none. None. To my knowledge. <laughs> Absolutely none. Wait, no, wait, wait. One did die in Shippenden, but I don't know, I don't know if that counts. No, no, I, I mean at that, grandy. like, at that point, and I was like... Oh, okay, oh, definitely no one. Right, like, oh, and at that point, I went, I, that threw me completely out. These were not super popular characters. That was kind of the point. They were the B team. Yeah, yeah. These were not, these were not Sakura. These were not, you know, any of this stuff. And yeah, I'm we sitting, weren't introduced till now, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this isn't Gara. this isn't Sasuke, this is... This isn't Sakura. These are or it's Team Eight and Team Nine and yeah, Team Ten. <laughs> exactly. Like these are, you know, the side characters and who who if they died, it would show real danger, but at the same time wouldn't uh, wouldn't completely derail the overall plot. Mm. And they all the fact that they're all like, I'm going to die because I'm going to do this move, and then they all do their special moves and none of them die was the point where I went. This show, this is a problem. This is a show where all every character, including the rower, you know, the guy who rows a boat in one episode, is so unbelievably popular and has such a <laughs> fan base that they are afraid to kill any of them because of their fan bases. Because that is what it is. It's it's all about pandering to your fan base, and um, oh, people like this character, so this character's safe. And at that point all sense of danger all sense of conflict all sense of tension left the series for me and i tried to read on i, I read on maybe like a couple chapters into the the art the 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 one year jump um okay yeah. but uh, or whatever how many every years i don't know how many it was uh and and then i was like no nope there is still zero tension i i uh, i believe that everyone is safe i believe that Nothing can stop Naruto. I believe in the end it's all going to work out fine. Um, and <laughs> there's never a moment where I question that, where I think that there might be real danger. This is no longer worth watching, no longer worth reading. And um, that's when I stopped with it. And I know people still rant and rave about stuff that's gone on since. But to me, that's the point where the show um, completely lost me. Now, granted, I actually do know that a main character, or a, one of those supporting characters, I'm sorry, has been killed since. Yeah, um, as I was going to say, I've been told one's finally dead. I'm like, that took a while. That took right, a very long but time. It, at, that point, at that point, if I had been reading it, it would have actually genu genuinely shocked me. Oh, because right, yeah, I am yeah. so, was so sure that, that nothing would have. Um, but the fact of the matter is, it already at that point had turned me off. To the point where I was just like, why am I reading? The, the, everything, like, look, we all know the good guys are going to win. Right? That's kind of the point. Very, very, very rarely do the bad guys win in a show, in an anime. Um, although it does happen occasionally. And, um, but the thing is, if a show is good enough, it tricks us into believing, even for a moment, that the good guys might not win. That's mm. how you know a show is good. Mm -hmm. And where you forget that you know they're safe. But with Naruto, I couldn't forget anymore. I, I couldn't get into it enough anymore. And, uh, yeah, so that is why that very, very popular to this day show is something uh, I cannot watch. All right, well, I can't read, can't watch, because 
it's, 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 it's got it's got nothing it's got yeah. nothing for me anymore I mean, in its defense, I mean, because I know eventually when it does finish, I I, saw, I, I don't know why, but I'm going to eventually finish it. Like, I feel like I should finish It's one of those stories I feel like after watching the first entire 300 episodes, I feel like, you know what? Let's just see what happens. Let's see if Sasuke does come back to the village. Who knows, all right? But I think one thing for granted that, you know, if you do watch Naruto, I feel like even if there is 500 episodes plus and a lot, there's a lot of filler, there's got to be some there's actually some good content in there like even if it's like 20 30 episodes per every 100 filler there's actually some nice arcs there you know Payne's arc was alright I remember to a certain degree so one of the Akatsuki's was okay to watch them fight it's actually really good and with Naruto you always know you're going to get really high level of animation and really good fight choreography like it's really okay. it's always going to be good and oh yeah but in that sense as, oh, sorry, a, as, a, as a rebuttal uh one hour of good material does not justify 60 hours of nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Sadly, that, that's exactly sadly, what I was yeah. going to say. Is, um, yeah. uh, like, like people tell me, oh, well, One Piece, you know, it takes about 80 episodes to get going. And I'm like, <laughs> no one, no one should be expected to slog through 80 episodes for it to get good. Like, well, now, if you do, <laughs> if you do and you enjoy it, more power to you. But I don't have the time nor the inclination. Yeah, but hey, Naruto did start off good. I actually thought the first was it two or three arcs were actually really good. They are. They're like, actually fantastic. Yeah, so I think. I think. I think people. I think people say that that was because they were like they were following established arcs and they were trying to get it over with fast. And then after that, it became filler. That's no, what yeah, I've always. That's what fast. I've always heard. <laughs> like, well, I didn't realize that it was filler from episode sixty onwards. I was like, wait a minute. It was a 300-episode series, and episode 61 is filler onwards to 300? You could have told me. You could have told me. (laughs) God damn it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Of course the filler is always going to be um, worse than Mm. the main story. But But that's just because the filler can't have any lasting effect by very (laughs) definition, because then it would contradict the manga. Um, Or, you know, in whatever. But but even if we just follow the manga, like, and skip all filler... um, yeah. I mean, like, in, in the end, I still feel like, it, you know, like, like I said, it's probably not enough to justify to watch it, but it's still, you know, if you can get through the filler, or you just dodge it, just like look up a wiki and just like find out, oh, this is Adventures at Sea, probably a filler, you know, skip that entire arc. But even if you watch the filler, it, you know, even they're, they're actually still really highly quality made you know, animation and fights, and you still get the really nice comedy episodes that they play around with the character because they have this freedom to do that, mm-hmm. you know, unlike some anime. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's very shown in, obviously, but. I reckon in the end, it's you know, something's going to happen in the end that will make it worth watching all the way to the end. Who knows? I don't know. You're such I, an I, optimist. Again, look, I don't know. Maybe, after watching Pains, because I stopped after Pain because those fellow like chaos. I was like, no, I'm not a part of that. It's quite good. Watching Pains arc was fun. So who knows? Next after after they did the Great Ninja War or whatever they call it, you know, we see Death again. It be, it might be good again. Uh, past um, that oh, but I will say I am I am with you. When the manga ends, I will probably pick it back up and continue on from where I quit. Uh, yeah. Same thing with Bleach. When Bleach ends, um, I'll. I heard come Bleach back. is never ending on the manga. I heard that apparently they're gonna drag that out. That's what I've been told. Uh, I'm sure they will. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's another that's another one that I I quit. But I actually quit that one for a completely different reason. I quit that one because right. of the idea of. Like, when it got to... Like, when they exposed Aizen is the bad guy at the end of the first major arc, it was clear that that was where the show... Or that was where the manga was supposed to end. They were supposed to have the final battle 
against Aizen, and that was going to be the end. But unfortunately for Bleach, it got popular. All right, yeah. And that meant it was going to keep going. So basically, I got to that point, and I was like, oh, no, um, they killed Aizen, the end. Huh, good manga. I really enjoyed it. And then I moved on with my life. <laughs> yeah. And then and then we move on to David's pick. Yep. I actually don't know what your pick was. Uh, there. Well, as of right now, my pick is Gundam Wing, which... Okay. Yeah, which a lot of people hold very dear to their hearts, especially from, like, yeah. the Toonami era of uh, anime here in the United States, because it was, like, the only thing that they had on that was Mecha. And, you know, it's okay. fine to like Gundam Wing. It is fine to like it. The problem is, it's not great. It's actually probably one of the worst Gundam shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Can't, I can't no. say I've seen it. <laughs> As a person who's seen an awful lot of Gundam, and I'm very big on the AU Gundams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Me too. I'm not as big on the UC Gundams, but I'm I never was much of a fan of UC. I'm all about the AU Gundams. So. For for those of you in the audience who didn't understand that lingo uh. right there, UC refers to the original Gundam arc, which you know was the original Mobile Suit Gundam Zeta Victory. All those so are all, all in the same Gundam. continuity. Whereas when G Gundam came out, they established a new thing where they had alternate universes, which had no relation to UC whatsoever. And those are the yeah. AUs. So and, yeah, so that's Wing, that's X, that's C, that's Double O, that's uh, Age which one's Unicorn. Unicorn's UC. It's the end of okay. UC. It's yeah. the final right. UC I don't know, story. I'm just saying random un- Gundams. Are and, then depend- <laughs> and then depending on interpretation, Turna Gundam. But... Turna Gundam's weird, because it could be anything. <laughs> yeah, they, they made that one kind of weird. Um, so, ba- basically, the general audience of like, the United States has only seen like Gundam Wing or parts of Gundam Wing, and that's why they think it's good, because, oh yeah, it's giant robots, and they see these cool characters, and you're like, but Gundam Seed was better. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there are just a lot of problems yeah. with Gundam Wing. Chief among which was it looked cool, but the story was so long-winded, melodramatic, and the characters were just so. How do you describe them exactly? Uh, bland. Just, yeah, that. I guess that's it. I, I mean, I can't even recall most of their names because it's been a little while since I've last seen it. But I think uh, name is Hero. Yep, main character hero. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, everyone loves this guy, especially the female population. And most of us just look at him and go, no, that's bland. He's like Inaho, if Inaho had absolutely no redeeming qualities and was melodramatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're very similar characters. It's like, <laughs> in outward appearance. Yeah, Heroes so... Weird. Like, <laughs> like, the thing about... Gundam, uh, Gundam Wing is a very meandering anime. It doesn't, like, like it starts off and it's like, oh, they're doing terrorist actions against the government in their Gundams. Except they're all working at cross-purposes to one another. Mm-hmm. So nothing is getting done. Oh, oh, you have a big Gundam? Oh, okay, well. They, they, yeah. don't, they know nothing about each other, and there's no coordination whatsoever. And when they do come across each other, their immediate instinct is to point guns at each other because they don't know each other exist. Yeah, and so they're all... Yeah, it's a clusterfuck. That's what it is. And, um, and that goes on for a really long time. Where this um, could have been a lot better if they were part of a team, like, say, Zero Zero Gundam. Or Double O Gundam, however you want to say it. Double O Gundam is 
Okay, no. We're extremely, <laughs> yeah, extremely <laughs> melodramatic, but it was a better interpretation of this idea. I'm going to say that. Uh, I am so on the other side of the fence. I will watch Gundam <laughs> Wing any day of the week. I will watch it in marathon for the rest of my life before I will watch Gundam Double O again. <laughs> All right, well, um, there you go. <laughs> okay, contention in the ranks again. Uh, but but that that's just yeah, that's a story <laughs> thing for another time. But I will say yeah, like honestly, when it comes to Wing, and this is kind of odd for me to say, I think if you start at like episode thirty six. Which is, there's a short time jump where it starts with, like, Trey's uh, unmasked, sitting in a bar, being approached by the White Fang. Mm -hmm. Like, if you treat that as the beginning of the show and go to the end, which is, like, 10, 11 episodes. Yeah. It's a pretty good show. Mm -hmm. Clear direction, it's going somewhere. Yeah, well, I mean, it becomes, it's basically just the story of a guy who is tired of war, who wants to be a pacifist but the world won't let him be a pacifist. Mm -hmm. So he decides to become the worst villain in all of history, kill millions upon millions of people, and make a war so horrible that no one will ever want to war again. That's a cool idea, that that a good man does this. You know, that's the point, that, that he wants to make it so that people are pacifists just because they have seen how bad the alternative can be. And it's it's a messed up idea, but it makes for a good conflict between him as the villain and the Gundam pilots, who are united at that point as the heroes. Mm-hmm. Sounds pretty cool, actually. I, I would watch that. Yeah, no, it, it, very it good ending. Cool. Very good final arc when it comes to... Especially when you add in, uh, are you adding Endless Waltz into this little thing right here? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Endless that Waltz, was, that yeah, was great well. stuff. That was great stuff, right near the end. Yeah. It's because just that... yeah, Endless Waltz is his redemption, basically. Uh-huh. Um, uh, it... And so, yeah, no, no, it's exactly that. Like, if you want to tell, like, that is fantastic. That is actually pretty damn good all the way through. It's a good mecha show if you start at, like, episode 36. The problem is everything before that is is aimless wandering in battles that make no sense. Hero staring at the camera all angsty. And and, and the world's worst self-destruct device ever. (laughs) I just gotta point. I never get past that. Like, you have to understand in Gundam, early on in Gundam Wing, like, Hero opens his cockpit, (laughs) pushes the self-destruct, so he's still technically on the Gundam. He's standing in the doorway. (laughs) Yeah, in the doorway of his mobile suit, right? Presses the self-destruct, lives through it. That is the worst self-destruct ever. He gets blown off. He gets blown off of it, and there's still pieces left after this. So the self-destruct has failed in its mission right there too. Yeah, it's like what did it do? Minorly inconvenience people who wanted to rebuild it, I guess. Which then becomes a plot point later because yeah, they pick up all the pieces and they're like, "Hey, we can do stuff with this." Yeah, it was just so funny. Oh, like the worst. Like, but but that gets it. Oh, that we get his whole rehabilitation arc. And, oh, I need yeah. to get myself a new Gundam. Oh, there we go. Oh, hey, look at that—a new Gundam. Oh, that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is a lot of fun. It's, it's it's not very good. It's held in a lot of <laughs> esteem. It is held in a <laughs> lot, and I mean a lot of esteem by a lot of uh, American fans and stuff. And everyone's saying, "Oh, you should watch Gundam Wing." Oh, you should do no. Just go watch Gundam Seed. Richard Absolutely. put it. Richard put it best. It's all of the best UC moments all stacked into one series, and it makes you feel awesome. Yeah, 
Like, like that's okay. that's why Gundam Seed is fantastic. Yeah, they do. They, like, if you are a hardcore UC person, you probably don't like Gundam Seed very much because you've seen it before. The thing, the problem is, if you watch all through UC, you have to suffer through some utter crap series. Mm-hmm. And then to see, like, the best part of those worst series, like, put in a new, it put into Gundam Seed and actually work really well. Fantastic. Like, right. so, um, that's, that's what I always say. If you're going to watch Gundam, if you're new to Gundam, don't start with Wing. Start with Seed. And you got to start with Seed. And you're going to be feeling pretty good. Uh-huh. And, um, from that, what you like in Seed, we can tell you, you know, a Gundam fan can tell you where to go to get more of what you like. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that the one they remastered recently? Yes. The last year or so? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Okay, so they remastered Seed. Okay, cool, cool. And just sign up before we leave on Gundam. Which Gundam is it that... I, I saw this picture. I, I, I frowned and I, I cried a little bit. There was a Gundam that had a cloak in space. Like G-Gundam. Actual... <laughs> Oh, no, there's several. V Gundam, Crossbones Gundam. Oh, okay. Oh, Sandrock so Gundam stupid. and Gundam Wing. Also well, it depends. How ridiculous did it look? That's so stupid, <laughs> I thought. I just thought, I can't watch Gundam. This is why I don't watch because Gundam. Because... I said to myself. <laughs> if it looked ridiculous, uh, then it was G Gundam. Oh, yeah, G Gundam <laughs> had cloaks all over the place. Remember oh, the American Gundam. You have to remember the American Gundam. Remember American Gundam. <laughs> Dude, it has cowboy boots and a cowboy hat, okay? Oh, man. This is oh, the Gundam. Sorry, G Gundam. G Gundam might be the dumbest thing ever uh. put on film. It is, it is just terrible. It is like racial, or it's, it's country stereotypes, the anime, with the giant robots. The Grease Gundam has Gundam horses, okay? Because it's in a chariot, okay? <laughs> so bad actually uh, that's like, my pride like, oh, oh yeah so you can say it all over again why does, gun, why does mechs have skateboards oh, no. <laughs> you're gonna invoke <laughs> the wrath of the fanboys but then again we're, uh, we're already doing that aren't we like, pretty much yeah. this entire segment is that but, it's just her but again like I said there's, there's stuff like. to like about Gundam Wing the really just, is you have to wait for it's it not, it's not it, the only re- like the only reason Gundam Wing is popular at all in the West is because it was the first. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. You know, it was the first big mech show in America since the mid eighties. Yeah. So it had ten years of people who had never seen a mech show suddenly tuning in and seeing Gundam Wing. Um and Gundam Wing had nice Gundam designs and I think yeah, we can leave off that's on true. That and it looks something. real nice. Like it actually is a very visually pleasing Gundam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that will then lead to Michael. What was your anime that oh you weren't boy. a big fan of? Okay, so, well now I've come out of my long time of silence. Um, <laughs> yeah. to, um, you know, we, we didn't watch Gundam Wing, so yeah. what can we say, right? Yeah. We didn't watch to, Gundam you know, Wing. to drop the bomb that is that my choice is Attack on Titan. Um, Support. Okay. Yeah, okay. So I okay, as long as you know, I wanna start is it okay if I start with something very spoilery? Can we Yeah, go for it. Alright, okay, so yeah, spoilers ahead, skip the next minute or so if you don't wanna hear about it. But um my biggest problem with Attack on Titan is there's this idea that no one is safe and people are just gonna die all the time and no one one dies. dies. Like yeah, it's it's literally like Mark Marco dies. Okay, he was one of like the trainees, but he's like one of the minor ones, and his only purpose was really to make um, Gene feel better about himself for a few minutes <laughs> until he dies, of course. Um, and then my let's then, not for 
Let's not forget, let's just kill off all of the extras yeah, exactly. in that one episode. And then, and then <laughs> to Levi's be fair, I didn't even know that there were extras. <laughs> Levi's Squad, what I hated about that is now that, that was an emotional death period in time in the show, but they all died in about five minutes, and I was, just, I was like, you just, you killed five decent characters, and I don't really know how to feel right now. Is mm. I, I just didn't see the point in killing the entire squad just straight up. It was very much that they were introduced so that people would die. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I mean, they were around, I don't know, like, five or six episodes. But, but did you so. notice, did you notice, though, the one member of that squad who is, like, really interesting <laughs> lived? The girl with the glasses? Yeah. The scientist? Ooh. She could have very, she's part of that squad, technically. But, oh, how interesting that she was in a different place at that time and therefore was not killed. Uh, yeah. Mm. I wonder if to it be was fair. because she was incredibly popular. The way they introduced the characters in Attack on Time, I actually even didn't know half the names from people who did die. So when, they, when they, the characters go, oh, X, X and X died, I was like, which one's he? Oh, <laughs> no. Have I just, did I just not pay attention? It's like, I, don't, like, I only know probably Aaron, Mikasa, uh, no, and no, Armin it, and Levi. It has That's a it. huge, like, oh, huge cast in the trainees. Yeah. And, and some of them, them, their character designs are so similar. Like, one of the guys who dies um, in that first swinging scene where Aaron dies, Thomas, unquote. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you yeah. know, because like, we had three or four people die in that one that were trainees. I honestly was confused because like the blonde-haired guy looked so much like uh, <laughs> one of the other blonde-haired guys that I thought they were the same character. Oh. And so when he showed up again, I'm like, wait, did he... <laughs> die like i was just like and of course i didn't remember names i was like well, who is oh, you know yeah. it's like well so and so is dead i'm like who like the whole thing with uh what's his name uh you said his name earlier not marco dying thomas. uh thomas dying like that whole thing like it's like oh wait but thomas was alive and i'm like was he like I, who's thomas <laughs> yeah what? To be fair, you know that scene in Attack on Time where they showed the couple from the trainees? I yeah. thought one of them had died. And I was like, apparently not. No, only one of them died, not both of them. I was like, wait, wait, who's who again? Yeah, no, You're going to yeah. have to refresh it. It's like, yeah. I just don't know anyone that's not like explicitly said their name multiple times. Like They have to like ram the names into my head because there's just too many. And too I, fast. I, think I just can't keep track. What bothered me and like the, the trainee couple with the death is that it was really only there for that, like, 30 seconds of kind of emotional, like, oh, hey, you know, they keep emphasizing, oh, yeah, people die all the time. So many people die. Look, this couple, they're broken apart because this guy died. Except somehow, the main characters never die. Never. And I'm pretty sure that that's just going to continue in, the, you know, what will be the second season, because it's going to happen. I... I, I can break my overall problems. All of the problems I have to show down to two things, really. First of which ties into that, which is nobody dies. And the reason that nobody dies is because it's popular. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. as, as I hear it, this is all hearsay and, you know, probably fan speculation or something. But this was inspired by the visual novel's Love Love. And it was supposed to end like that a little while ago. It was. It was supposed to end. But it didn't. So he's been dragging it out since then because it's so popular because he's under a lot of pressure. Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't actually haven't heard that in, in regards to, to this. It, it kind of flies around a bit. That's why I can't confirm it. Well, no, because like, I'm relatively sure I read an interview with him, and he was very clear that 
he it's going like he has a place where it's going the end is long decided um he and they're heading towards it and actually at a high speed he seemed to imply that it wasn't going to go on for too much longer yeah um, yeah um, but, I, but yeah. again that's mm-hmm. who knows yeah, yeah, the yeah, other yeah. thing that I have heard, and I haven't read the manga, so I'm not I'm not sure, but I've heard that the direction is just a little bit crazy right now. Like, they kind of, they abandon sort of, like, major plot points and plot arcs and just start something completely different, and you don't that, know That why. is, that's what makes me believe that this rumor has certain legs to it, because, um, if, at least for a time, the manga and the anime both, they had a very clear forward direction and they yeah. were heading towards it, but then it kind of got confused for a little while. It felt like it kind of stumbled off and started treading water while he tried to figure out what he was doing. Yeah. No, um, I disagree with that, especially okay. with the series. Um, All right. I, I disagree with that with the series because both the series and the manga are exactly the same in that point. Okay. There, there was no... Um, how do I put it? There was... At least as far as like plot points go, they're virtually identical. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it and actually, it's actually very like who the female titan is is foreshadowed from way the hell back, pretty like, badly. Actually, all of them and and to the colossal <laughs> and well, the titans are, are well, also foreshadowed. Way I, I have the a guess who back. they are. Yeah. I think so. I, so I'm they're terrible. clearly building towards them. it. Like if that makes sense. <laughs> I think there's a difference between foreshadowing and uh how best to describe this making it so obvious that i could pick them out by like the uh 15th episode that that is a fine line (laughs) it's very hard to foreshadow um yeah 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 yet not basically not being able to guess these titans i need to to guess the female type i can't guess the other here's 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 how (laughs) i can figure this sort of thing out if you have a bunch of characters and you kill most of them off, you can usually get an idea of who is going to be important. <laughs> and help, yeah, guess, yeah. guess, <laughs> guess who was getting a lot of characterization and face time with the main characters yeah. right at the beginning of the manga and the show? Yeah, right. Exactly. All of the human titans. Mm. <coughs> yeah. Well, here, we're not going to spoil who they are, but I'll, I'll no, say I mean, this. I'll say this. I, I actually, if you do know who the human titans are, it actually makes it a lot, fun, a lot of fun to go back and watch the series because so much stuff makes more sense now yeah in, in a very good way it's one of those things that I makes somebody watch yeah. a lot of fun if you know um who the the titans are that said um the real problem with that i have with attack on like i think attack on titan actually is good damn good but not that damn good um it it, it has a like a lot of it's good the setting the uh the imagination um, and the fact that, like, I actually rather enjoy the fact that the plot often gets derailed. Like, yeah, in the manga, absolutely. Like, they have this very set thing that they're doing, and then completely irrelevant, something happens that shifts everything. Like, they, like they had a very set goal, and then someone else has a completely different goal, which just collides. And then it spins wildly out of control, which I kind of liked, because that meant I couldn't predict what was going to happen um and and so i like that I, I like it when i i am surprised and it makes sense that i'm surprised as opposed to me being able to pick everything out um 
That seems like I'm going to be surprised when they show off all the Titans. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, <laughs> but I just it, it is not just that. I think, um, I think the thing is the show is popular enough that most, a lot of the fans that are watching it probably have no idea because they're really not used to like the kind of storytelling that might give them hints to who they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's absolutely true. Uh, but um, but the big problem with well Attack on Titan, Sword like Art, so. the, the anime, much more than the manga, pacing. Oh my god, yeah. pacing. That, that's the, I the, had a list of things. That was one of them on there. Yeah, like as as I have mentioned, um, like this is not an this so, is yeah. not an overstatement. There is a a twenty two minute conversation that, according to the timeline of the show, takes place in one minute. <laughs> like they're like all right we're behind this smoke screen for one minute what's our plan 22 minutes later they're still in the smoke screen <laughs> that Time my friend goes slowly <laughs> when you're conceiving a plan yeah i'm like wow that is you vastly underestimated how long or over or yeah underestimated how long that smoke screen was gonna last huh <laughs> um and, it, and it's all because attack on titan let, let's face it is a show that was trying to do a lot with a budget they didn't have. True. Oh, I, thought it had yeah. a, I thought it had a big budget. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's big compared to a lot of anime, but, but I'd you have wager... To okay, yeah. What they're doing. Like, that, the animation required to do those 3D... Uh, maneuver gear maneuver things. Gear oh, fights. God, those are so bad when you notice them. <laughs> like, like yeah, yeah, okay, those are... That's what it is. That's what the anime cost is. And when you have to animate something like that, then having an entire 22 minutes of people standing around doing nothing but talking makes for a really good idea. <laughs> yes. Because that's how you fund it. Well, yeah, and going on pacing, I think the other problem that really bothered me in terms of pacing was that every episode ended in a cliffhanger. Everyone. And I, Everyone. It's, it is, I, I mean, I, watching it weekly, I, can, I didn't do that. I marathoned through it, but oh, I would just I die. I would not be oh, able to do that. it was horrible weekly. And the fact that, like, this is one of those few things where I remember I was really annoyed when, uh, you know, so... so uh, Aaron bites it, right? He dies. He gets eaten. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's a cliffhanger ending. He's dead. And then next episode is a flashback. Yeah. So we've, 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 we've ignored that. And I'm like, okay, okay. Surely, surely now we're going to address this, right? No. No. Like, like the Battle of Trost arc is so long. I was like, oh my god, what are we doing? Um, and, and to the point where I was like, that's it. I'm going to go read the manga. Um, I cannot wait six weeks to get this cliffhanger resolved, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. crazy. And the, other, and the thing is, and this is, again, a pacing thing. They chose, for whatever reason in the anime, to do it in chronological order. That's not no. how it's done in the manga. The manga is, it starts at the beginning, just like the anime. But instead of going to training, it immediately goes to the Battle of Trost. And then throughout the Battle of Trost, it keeps jumping back to training stuff. Which means that the series, instead of, basically, the series, the way it worked uh, in the anime was, it was standalone episode, standalone episode, standalone episode, six episode arc. (laughs) Which is really weird. Because it just changes up the pace that's established, as opposed to the, the the manga, which is overall arc 
randomly interspersed with flashbacks to either training or whatever or or childhood so it made much more sense like as a flow style um in the manga which was interesting it's an interesting thing to compare um Mm. I was about yeah. to say, it never seemed like a bad idea to tell a story chronologically. It never seems like a bad idea. I mean, like, obviously for a style of flair, you can obviously do the jumps between present, past, present, past all the time. Mm. But I just thought, I don't think it's that bad a thing to do it chronologically. But from the sounds of it, the way they, the disparity between the two seems quite large. Yeah, it's, it's just because it was very standalone-y, which I thought, I was like, oh, we're basically just going to get self-contained adventures in this war against Titans, right? Sure, these are the training camp adventures. They're all in the same training camp, but, you know, they're largely unrelated. Like, this is the one where he learns how to use the gear, so it's all about the technology. This is the one where we see the exams. This is the one, you know, like, this is the one where they enter basic training, you know, that kind of thing, right? Like, mm. like that was, uh, so that's what I was expecting. And then we go into Cliffhanger Central for the next six or seven episodes and I was like Whoa. yeah which then repeats you know the second half of the season with another like seven parts episode chain yeah, yeah. all of well, anything good all of my but, problems sorry. all of my problems come from a slight slightly different place which is kind of well documented but it was codified pretty well by uh, exile is his name these days uh, attack on Titan uses a lot of violence it uses a lot of darkness and all of that but it only does it to be edgy. It's... Oh, the, the, the buzzword edgy and dark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you mean, yeah. But Exile said it best when he said, Attack on Titan tries to be edgy. Whereas Muvlove, my favorite thing ever, because I always mention it, was out to destroy you. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. And yeah, that's... No, I agree. <laughs> Attack on Titan definitely suffers from the same problem that Naruto had, which is when the sub-characters get too popular to kill off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so, don't get yeah. me wrong, I, don't, I do not feel, nor do I advocate the killing of Mikasa or Eren or even Armin, although Armin is still kind of weak. Mm-hmm. Um, like, mm-hmm. if those three somehow miraculously make it through every battle in the entire series, that's fine. They're the main characters, so that's kind of expected. See? But the fact that every other character is perfectly fine... <laughs> Like, like I was, I was so excited about Attack on Titan when Aaron bit it. I was like, "Did you just kill the main character?" Yes. This is gonna be great. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was uh, unfortunate. Oh no. <laughs> no. But I mean, um, I continue to like. I, I really l- like the characters. Uh, Armin, Armin is okay because he's still struggling to find out his place, where he is, and what he should do. But but Eren and Mikasa are fundamentally broken characters. And well, one yeah. Breaks, yeah. Uh, breaks the the laws of physics. Mikasa, she seems to be oh, a bit well, too open. Well, no, but that's the thing. She may be overpowered, but uh, like in fighting skill. But we find out she's she's not the best by any means. No, no, no. She's just talented. But mm. it, so I don't particularly find her overpowered. Some people are yeah. just good, right? But yeah, the I mean, thing with her is, that she's not perfect. She is absolutely broken. Fundamentally, cannot be fixed. Broken. She is completely codependent on Aaron. She has no self-preservation skill. Lives for his will completely. Guys, she's Yandere. No, yeah, I actually, <laughs> that was my other point, which I had, because I had written down a few things, you know, like, oh, make sure to think, mention these. My other point was, yeah, <laughs> the female lead. I I just do not like Mikasa at all. 
And I, I, you know, they have the, that, those flashbacks where they show, oh, you know, like Aaron saved her, so she has some sort of attachment to him. But it's a little bit excessive. Mm. Well, she, like by that point, by the time she even forms that attachment, she's already broken. It's the way she figures out to deal with being broken is basically become Yandere. Kill for his sake. Um, the thing oh. is, <laughs> she, she actually has measured response. She doesn't immediately jump to kill, but she has no self-worth of her own. Um, in fact, like after his supposed death, the only reason she, she gets up to stop fighting is because she realizes that if she's dead, she won't remember him. And mm-hmm. that's even more unbearable than living without him, she decides. Like, that's how codependent she is upon him. And, um, and you know, Aaron, on the other hand, is, you know, vengeance. Hey. <laughs> it's, like, uh... it's like, don't worry, guys, soon we'll have everything we want. You know, we'll have friends, we'll have free world, we'll have nature, and vengeance. Uh, Perfect. Uh, in fact, well... And, that, and that's fine. But actually, them being broken is what makes them interesting to watch, in my opinion. Is, <laughs> yeah, I know how they're going to act, but that's the thing. You take this set character, you put them into a situation, and you see how they react naturally based on the character you have created. That's good writing. <laughs> That's what good writing is. Instead of making the situation and making how it's going to turn out in advance, you just say, here is a strange situation. I wonder how this character I have established would react in that situation. And then you let the story go. Oh, man. That's good writing. That's how it works. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that all of Attack on Titan is good writing. Some of it is contrived. But when it's good, it's good because of that. That's how they do it. When they, they... it's good when they just take the character and say, go. Like, mm. the, the whole thing, yeah, about Mikasa choosing revenge over being smart. Yes, that is exactly what she would do in that situation. It is not contrived that she would single-handedly try to kill the uh, female titan, and uh, even though it's a really stupid idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? As long as yeah, they act yeah. in character, I'm cool with it. I don't have to like a character to enjoy them. Like, like uh, good old Tales of the Abyss. They spend 20 hours making you hate the main character. They make him the single most unlikable character in gaming history. Just so they can show you how he progressively changes for the next 60 hours. And redeems himself. Like, I don't like Luke at all for 20 hours. But I accept that, like... Like, I don't have to like a character to really think they're a good character in that sense. Maybe you could say it's written well to make you hate the character. You could always think sure. of that way. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure we could all agree in the end anyway that Attack on Titan did give us Attack on Titan abridged by Team Four Star. Yeah. Which made me enjoy Attack on Titan ever so much, like yeah. infinitely times more. <laughs> Especially Thomas. I only knew, I finally understood who Thomas was thanks to Attack on Titan abridged. Oh, man. Nothing was better than the draw, <laughs> drill sergeant in I that. Just, the drill I, sergeant I, in that is the pinnacle yeah. of like Oh, him and Armin are the best. Armin's actually pretty, anyway, totally <laughs> off topic. But yeah, oh, I totally, no. I just I, I, so still, too. my favorite line in that whole thing, far and away, is is uh, Aaron's speech to Jean, like where he just calls him like a loser and tells him to fuck off. And Mikasa's response is, I totally want to have sex with you right now. <laughs> And his response is, don't be gay, don't make Mikasa. This, yeah, don't make this any gay, Mikasa. 
Oh, it's beautiful. Which, which is, which is, uh, which is why when Team Four Star really gets it right, that's how they get it right. Is that like while that is a very funny statement, it is also very true to Aaron as a character. He certainly does not see Mikasa as a woman in any shape or fashion. You know, mm. and and that's the thing. Although they make the joke, although they turn it into a joke, it's still very true to the character in the abridged stuff. That's why Dragon Ball Z is so good because the characters are pretty much true to what they really are just in a more <laughs> yeah, yeah. comedic light especially Vegeta <laughs> oh I love Vegeta and, and Dragon Ball Z the bridge uh, yeah. alright but yes sorry bridge stuff right. that's, that's fun <laughs> yeah. stuff bridge yeah team full of stuff do another episode god we're all, we're all waiting oh they, they can't they, they got I know sadly six. I know Look, they, they bring poor dreams uh, so that leads me to bat with my show that I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't as popular as this, this the previous ones we've said here but I still think it's, it's a pretty big franchise and it's Fate Stay Night and I absolutely detest the shows on the simple basis that how on earth that every master of every servant happens to be in the same one mile radius of the main character it just happens to be his local church dude his best friend his, uh, his teacher his sister the strange sister he meets later on it just all happens to be Everyone you meet who happens to be a master of a servant, they're like, hey, 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 uh, Shiru, you remember me? It's like, oh yeah, I saw you at school yesterday. It's like, oh no, how's everyone here a master? Surely it doesn't make sense for every master to be in this one place. Surely you'd have like these amazing characters or like people of substantial background rather than just people off the streets they found that's within a one mile radius of Shiru. And that just killed me. I can't. I can't like Fate Stay Night after like the first five reveals. I just I stopped enjoying it ever so much. It's such a cool concept as well. I really like the idea, and the Fate Stay Night anime just did not work with me at all. Well, I think a lot That's of we have fa- I think a lot of people are going to oh, say. I think uh, part of your problem is that you went with Studio Dean's 2006 anime. <laughs> it's the only Fate Stay Night anime last time I checked. Okay. At least for <laughs> a little while like? more. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, as I was speaking, I've yeah, but. I love Fate Zero because it it, it just says whatever happened to Fate Stay Night probably didn't exist. So there's always that. But yeah, I, I can't enjoy Fate Stay Night whatsoever. And especially, it's just too much of just convenient bullshit, in my opinion. I just, it's just too much. And I'm, I'm pretty generally an easygoing guy when it comes to anime. Yeah. But for Fate, no. Not for me. I don't necessarily hold fate in as high esteem as other people, so I can kind of see where that's coming from. But it does from. seem very popular. I mean, it's popular enough to uh, spawn off a lot of uh, spin-off and games and such. Yeah, so. that's more the visual novel that did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. But hey, I, I was following on the words of other fans to say, hey, watch the Fate Stay Night. I'm like, okay, I'll watch it. And then I watched Unlimited Blade Works, and then it was not any better. Well, you can go back and watch the new Unlimited Blade Works anime coming out later. I know, right? Which probably won't suck as hard as the Studio Dean anime. I thought thought Euphotobo did the movie. Hmm? Did they not? I thought Euphotobo made the movie. No, no. The movie movie was still Dean, I think. Yeah, it was. It It was still Dean. Ufotobo or whatever is making the new anime series. Alright. Hey, Studio D not that bad. They made Call of Zombie. <sighs> Call of Zombie was fun. Like, really fun. Like, probably too much fun. For every good anime that Studio Dean puts out, they put about, they put two crappy ones out that everybody disowns. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. But yeah, for me, my, my choice is uh, Fate Stay Night out of everything I could remember. 
and has such a great concept. You know, I like the idea. You know, sets summoning these great heroes from past and lore into one giant arena to fight. It's just a shame. Fate Zero is just so much better. I think <laughs> I watched Fate Zero first, which might have been the problem why I hate Fate Stay Night. But regardless, mm-hmm. I still hate Fate Stay Night. Yeah. With every inch of my heart. I think we're probably about on the same page with that. I saw Fate Zero. I'm like, oh, this was really good. And then I like started to watch Fate Stay Night, and I'm like. I, I don't this is ruining this is ruining it for me I'm just not gonna watch this yeah I, hopefully the remake could just solve everything yeah do you, you know I just want the anime of the actual games they sound so much better anyway but hey that's just me mm. anyway uh, we're running pretty long it seems so uh, yeah. I think it's time to say farewell so uh, David do you want to say anything last to say before we leave uh, just the usual Name's Dex. You can find me on DexOmega.Kinja.com or on Anytay.Kinja.com these days. Um, mm. At Twitter or on Twitter at DexOmega. Blah blah blah. Come and see my stuff, I guess. All right, uh, Michael. All right, yep, yeah, I'm Michael. My account on Anytay is ProtonStorm, and see you around. Well, we'll see you around in the comment sections, will we? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll find you around there. Uh, Richard, I'm sure you're not too hard to find these days. No, uh, I'm Richard. I work at Kotaku. You can see my stuff up every Tuesday and Friday. I try to get at least an anime review or an anime-related article uh, each day I work. Um, You can find me online uh, easiest on Twitter. I am biggest in Japan. Um... And, no uh, joke. No joke. No, no. Uh, except for the fact that it is quite literal. I am actually fifteen feet tall, and it's it's like walking amongst ants here. I, I don't know. You have a certificate. You even got a certificate, yeah. right? That's yeah. what I've heard. Yeah. yeah. Sources tell me. Yep. Sources. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Word on the vine grapes. <laughs> so just although, a... like, like, although that is you know fun joke. Uh, I have hit my head on doorways before. I'm mm. not a tall man. Uh, I'm five foot nine. I'm really five foot nine. I have hit my head on on doorways. All right, I'm six That's foot impressive. three. Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever have fun, right. if you ever come to Japan and you're tall at all, go through Ueno Station. Uh, so it, a lot of museums there. So a lot of tourists go through there. Big park, nice place. Uh, yeah, it has it, it it has like these this weird section of the station where the ceiling is probably about five foot. <laughs> How's that? Sounds yeah, great. Nothing, function. nothing will make you feel more like a giant than walking through Ueno Station. <laughs> it's fantastic. Great way to boost your self-esteem, it seems. Well, and it's so funny when when you'll just see the large, large portions of the Japanese population just walking like normally, and you're like, "I'm so big, crawling through this cave." You know, is this, is this like uh, Ariati all over again? It's like, um, yeah. I can't remember the foot. Yeah, it's like Ariati all over again. Yeah, it's it's fun. <laughs> uh, that leaves us me. Uh, I've I've been Ken, your the host. Uh, you'll find me on as fruity drinks on Anite, but I've lately become a ghost, but that's fine, I'm around still. I'm still lurking every now and then. That's me too. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, please be sure to subscribe and uh, give us a nice glowing review if you'd liked it. If otherwise, please say so. We'll do our best to address, address ugh, any problems like that just then. All right. Until next month. Uh, this has been the Anytime oh. Podcast, episode six. Although, one very important thing before you leave, 
I'm sure we upset a lot of people, so I want to be very clear. Direct all hate mail to dexomega <laughs> at kinja.com. Oh, yes, that's the, that's the one. Dexomega <laughs> at kinja. Dot com. So yeah, just go go to go to that page, the what yeah. dexomega.kenja.com, and leave your comments there. And I promise <laughs> we will read every single one so remember, and get we, back so remember, to you. We, we did like Terra, we did like Akaga Maiko, we did like Aldeno Zero. No, I think we're more or less just time. mentioning my triad against uh, Aldeno Zero. <laughs> yeah. So just remember yeah. Dexomega. That that all concerns should be sent there. Can't wait. See everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. All right. See you then. Bye. Bye.